Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And it is a throwdown Thursday, although apparently the Browns got the memo and they were literally trying to throw down uh, using <laughs> Rudolph's helmet, smacking that man upside the head at the end of that game. Boy, that, that ended up getting ugly in a hurry. My God. We'll get to that in a, in a second. Actually, I think we have a song from Miles Garrett dropping bombs out there. Why not? <laughs> or I guess, I mean, the Browns were at home, so maybe he wanted to, yeah, maybe maybe he was channeling his classic Shannon, you know? <laughs> anyway, good Lord, guys. Dumpster fire of an end to that one. My God. Thursday night football. The best, the best moments of the NFL happen on Thursday nights. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's go ahead and get everybody in here just for good measure. Have a little fun running through the NFL, and maybe we'll touch on this whole uh, Astros sign-stealing bag of shenanigans. Getting a little crazy up in there. But first and foremost, man, let's do it. Yeah, that's right. Since he turned off his, his uh, fan that was blowing a hurricane into his mic, and it settled down a little bit over there in, in his in his basement. That's right. The one and only D-Stat. What's up, brother? The Dwarf Cave, yes sir. The Dwarf Cave. <laughs> we keep it cool, we keep it rocking. Yeah. On that note, you ready to hit your cue, bro? Yes, yes sir. <laughs> okay. Woo! 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 The Dwarf Cave. What are you telling me you got low ceilings over there, man? What are you saying? Actually, hi, I'm working on my high jump. Yeah. High <laughs> <laughs> so they're eight foot. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good to know. Exactly. Oh, man. Eight and a half. Thank eight, you. eight and a half. There, there it is. There it is. That's all right. You got that full-size beer fridge yet? <laughs> put, <laughs> that, on it. put that on the Christmas list, man. Put that on the Christmas list. I'll see what I can do. Nah, nah it's, it's all good, man. I don't even know where to go out of the gate with that. I'm so, uh, you know, I, I just keep going back to the helmet. Helmet ripped off. Miles Garrett just, you know, smacking Rudolph upside the noggin. I keep circling back to that. I think we just got to get everybody in and just attack that game, man. Not, not that it was a great – that was that was a bit ugly uh, of a Thursday night game, and it, it definitely got extra ugly at the end. So let's just go – speaking of ugly, let's go ahead and get Shannon up in here. Yeah. How about those Miami – not only did you get Miami Dolphin, you got Evansville – what are they, the Purple Aces? <laughs> What? That is fake news. <laughs> what? I saw the highlights. There was a lot of things it was. There ain't no fake news. <laughs> That's why I'm drinking and drinking heavily tonight. Yeah, well. That's, that... There's not much else that can be said when you lose to the Dolphins and the Evansville Purple Aces in the same way. That's a, that's a bad sports week for you, bro. Thank God VCU beat LSU. So. <laughs> You got to hang your head on something, man. Why not? Looks like you're drinking like a jar of moonshine over there. <laughs> I'm drinking a jar of El Dudorino. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And we won't spend a lot of time on it, but what the hell happened with the with, with the Wildcats, man? What was that? <sighs> to other, be honest Other with than you, fake news. You know what? It, it's funny. Woodfield called me yesterday. He's like, what happened? I'm like, you know what? I wasn't going to watch the game. Right. I looked at the halftime score, and I'm like, oh, they're down. They'll probably just come back in the second half. Wife and the kids go to bed, so I turn it on, and I mm-hmm. see we're down with, like, two minutes to go. I'm like, Wait a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, 
are we seriously going to lose to Evansville, who I didn't even know had fielded a team? A coach Although by I do, I, I do like me some Walter McCarty. Uh, co- coach by X Wildcat, yeah. So I, I get why they gave him the game, but dang, dude! I mean, oh, so that was that was a charitable act <laughs> for the Bird Aces. <laughs> Evansville got paid ninety thousand dollars to come interrupt and beat them. I know that's unbelievable. I mean, I'm as usual. Kentucky's young, but you know, I guess if you're gonna yeah, ta- if you're gonna take that I kind mean, of an L, you you want to get them. You want to get those those learning experiences early. You know. I would have rather taken the L from Michigan State and not Evansville. Well, true. You know, but... 25-point favorites, by the way. I, I think they covered. <laughs> I think Evansville covered. Evansville, yeah. I'd say so. I'd say so, um, man. You know, I, I I got nothing for you, dude. I really don't. Yeah. I, is, is, that, 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 is that one of those games you just burn the tape and you're just like... Learning experience. It was a bad, a bad night. Kudo, you give kudos to Evansville. Say like, good job, good effort coming into our home arena. And that, I mean, he's just handling business. Terrible. I mean, what else do you say? I mean, you, hats off to them. You burn the tape. <laughs> you just learn, lump it, that, learn, and go. Hats off, burn the tape. You call Mark Grace. <laughs> you get a slump buster, you and then you move buster. on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, who's next? Who's our next game? They have a slump buster coming up. Are they going to visit the campus of Louisville, circa Patino? They're going to get a slump buster there. <laughs> are they going to Are they going to run the wild they, fat? They call I, Coach Patino to help them. Yeah, right. Are they Are they Are they going to go failhorn fatties and run the wild fat? <laughs> Is that going to be the slump buster? <clears throat> they can probably no, dial up. Wild. They can probably dial up Whitfield and, and dig into that Rolodex. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man. <laughs> Anyway. Utah Valley University. <laughs> Who? Eighteenth. Yeah. Utah Valley University. Yeah, there's you lose there's that a, game. There's a slump buster. I, I, I may just give in all my gear at that point. <laughs> no, that 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 sounds like a definitive slump buster. That should do it. All right, fair that enough. Should. All right, Randy, let's go and get you in here too, bro. Why not, man? <laughs> I gotta say that that Monday night game was uh, that was a wild ride, brother. <laughs> uh, just a tad bit. I mean, I know we'll go into it in depth, but I'm not gonna lie. From the final four minutes of that fourth quarter all the way to the very end, I yeah. never sat down, and I but, took about ten huge swigs out of a bottle of vodka. From yeah. That point on to the very end of the game. Yeah, we we were we were uh, that was a lively uh, session of the group chat as that game was unfolding in front of us. <laughs> We we knew that there were going to be issues once you like took a picture of the bottle of liquor and we're like here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, at, from the end of game to the next day, obviously I was frustrated and upset. But then once I finally kind of calmed down and kind of looked at the bigger picture and everything, yeah, I was actually not as annoyed by it. I was like, okay, this it's better than what I'm really thinking it is. Well, I, you know, they were kind of. I mean, they were eight and zero. I mean, they've they've handled their business, and that was kind of that game had some really thrilling moments, but it it wasn't a beautiful game. You know what I mean? It was compelling, it was dramatic, but it was a little bit sloppy. Really, for both teams, they had some uncharacteristic turnovers, and Garoppolo got a little loosey goosey uh, at times. But I don't know. That, that's one of those. And to me, if you're a good team, if you're a good team that's trying to be a great team. Sometimes you have to take you you know you have games like that 
that sets you up for the rest of the way. You take a hard loss, you know, you get a step up in competition. And plus it's a, it's, it's not like you know, some rando team from that they only, that they hardly ever play. I mean, that's a division rival. So you're going to yep. get, you know, you're going to get a, a real high caliber effort from the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are good. I don't know that the Seahawks are great, but they they have moments. And Russell Wilson, I think, you know, Lamar Jackson is probably going to be your fi- your NFL MVP favorite, but Russell Wilson is right is right there too, I think. Um but th- that was a dramatic that was a dramatic game. I still can't believe that guy missed <laughs> made a 47-yard field goal to tie it up and then completely shankopotamus the damn was it a 42? <laughs> that thing ended up going no, it, was a, it was a 47. Oh, it was a 47. Did he make the 42 what whatever. So he makes he, one to tie made, it. No, he made the 47 to go right. into overtime but then he missed the 47 to win it. Okay, I thought it was a 42. Wait, either way, yeah, he shanked. Oh, he didn't miss it. He he shanked. Oh, yeah. The, to the, the tunnel, the, that thing, right, yeah, that, tunnel. that thing landed in the tunnel. That was through the window yeah. to the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a good game regardless, just because it it went, it ended the final seconds of overtime. How yeah. many games do you know end <clears throat> like that? Not many, and they had a lot of possessions uh, in OT. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a lot of possessions in OT. Oh. A lot in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They packed a ton. They packed a ton <laughs> into that one. That is for Can damn I ask sure. A question, guys. Yeah. When <laughs> when San Fran had their last possession mm-hmm. on first or second down, when Seattle was out of timeouts, I said it in the chat. Would you have at least tried to run it once just to see if you could get some yardage? Yeah, because well, yeah, you still had a timeout. I really felt like they should have tried to run it there. Yeah. And if you get stuffed. Well, and let's be you, honest, Griffin made a hell of a play on that third down because Debo would have been gone. Oh no, he, he, he yeah, that was an incredible effort from him to to break up that pass because if that if that hits Debo in the hands, he's he's out. That's the end zone, dude. <laughs> that dude's gone, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just you know I, I I understand trying to win the game, but also understand New Orleans lost the day before. Green Bay's got two losses. Seattle's got two losses. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, you take the tie and you still have a two-game lead in the loss column. I know, it's, I know it goes against everything we think about football, but in the same respect, if you're, like Randy said earlier, if you're looking at the big picture. See, I, I don't know, man. You can find different things to nitpick. I mean, look, there were, what, five fumbles in that game, a couple of picks. I mean, that was a pretty wild ride, man. It, it was. Um, it, it was. It wasn't the prettiest game. I, I was gonna say. I mean, I just think. I think both teams did some pretty questionable uh, time mm-hmm. management over time. I personally hated. Uh, a. I mean, so Seattle got you know the two timeouts in overtime, mm-hmm. um, and they want. They've got it. Yeah, dude. If he misses the field goal, they get the ball back. He's a rookie. Why? Why do the freeze the kicker timeouts? And then even worse is right after they come back from the two minute warning, they take a timeout. I mean, that just can't happen. That's that's just awful. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that that's a total waste. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I you can't just take off 25 seconds from the clock if you're San Fran. You can't give what Wilson's with so many chances. That that just, that was a horrendous um, you know, three play and outs. That's, uh, you know, ultimately was their downfall. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't give Russell Wilson. You're playing with fire at that point. You are. Like, you know, they'd gotten you, away with a couple of things. But, I mean, you got the, go ahead. The interception at the end zone on the first possession. You got the three and out. Look, Russell Wilson, you've seen he, – he's been in the league long enough. 
You give that man you know what he too is, many yeah. chances, he's going to get you. I still remember it's that like damn Brady. Yeah, you know, Rogers, Wilson, Manning. Back in the day, you cannot give those guys too many chances. No, Wilson's got some, you know, the old proverbial, you know, pulling the rabbit out of the hat. I mean, he's got some yes. magic in him late game. Yeah. I still remember that damn Green Bay Seattle uh, playoff game, dude. I still remember that. Tight end, man. Uh, but yeah, there were some, there were some crap plays, but there were some great plays, right? You know, there really were. Um, oh, for sure. You know, like that one where DK Metcalf looked like he. Uh, no, it was much earlier in the game, but when it looked like he was either going to get a touchdown or just set the Seahawks <laughs> right up near the goal line, yeah. and and Tart is just like that dude is like hanging on to that guy. I mean, he's like getting dragged out of bounds, and he will not well, let go of the ball. <laughs> right. I mean, that's. What I, I, love, yeah. I mean, again, I know we talked. We've talked about these things before, but like, I love. I mean, baseball. Uh, random to make a baseball. Mm-hmm. Baseball, if you like, is probably the like king of even for as long as it's been around, that you'll still see things in a major league game you've never seen before. Uh, doesn't happen quite as much for me in, in football or basketball, but it still can't happen. And I, I don't think I've ever before seen a play, because I'm thinking, like, how is that legal when they start to replay? But, I mean, I, I get it. He's the defender. But a yeah. defender being, like, dragged out of bounds trying to rip <laughs> the ball away and then getting back in bounds before, you know, he had full possession of it, that's it's insane. I mean, I, that was I, wild. I, you know, it was a hell of a catch and play by Metcalf. <laughs> Uh, I, I have so much fun watching that guy. He's such yeah. a you know just massive human being. Um, <laughs> he wouldn't. I would not enjoy trying to guard him, uh, but he's he's fun to watch. Um, but uh, yeah, hell hell of a play. Uh, right now, I'm I'm envisioning you trying to play defense against somebody like DK Metcalf or just an NFL player. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, it, and it's great. I mean, to, my, to my to my my D stat fat kid credit, I've got a, I've got a good low center of gravity. So maybe if I stay low, I can like grab onto one leg and I help think gang gang tackle him. Yeah, I, I think you could jam him at the line, and that would be the end of you. Remember my 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 proudest my my proudest sports you know high school achievement was I throwing, helped throwing the brick uh, at a wall. Gang, no, I helped gang tackle Chris Perry, who was a Heisman candidate for Michigan. I helped gang tackle him at Fort Union Military Academy. So you know what? I'm kind of a big big deal. You know, I'm just saying. Were, were you like the guy that like once the rest of the guys got him down, you were like the last guy to jump yeah. on his? No, I, I was the first guy. Yeah. I was the first. F you, I was the first guy. He, he was the one that jumped into the pile. There's no, there's no way in hell I was getting him down by myself, but I was the first guy to at least get a hold of the leg. So, you know what? It freaking counts for something. <laughs> 20 yards later, everybody you, else. You know what I think? Them. You know what I like? <laughs> no, no, here's the thing. You know what play I can actually see D stat doing? Remember, um, it was in the fourth quarter, and the 49ers, uh, they caused Wilson to fumble, and the ball popped out and went to the uh, a Seahawks lineman, and he tried to fat man run with the ball. That's what I can. <laughs> That's what I can see D Stat doing. That's what I can see D Stat doing. Probably me too. <laughs> but, you know, the, the Batman, you're like, oh my God, the football. I have the football. What the hell do I do? <laughs> and you just try to do something. And he, should, he should have just gone down with the ball, man. He's gone down. Of course, the 49ers ended up taking it from the guy. They get a defensive score out, out of that one. But that was wild, man. Yeah, in high school, I would have been like the towel boy on Michigan from the movie The Water Boy, who gets <laughs> when he catches the ball and just gets d- annihilated. That would have been me. <laughs> That's yeah. great. I, I would have got destroyed, dude. So yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll, I'll speedily, because you, you inspired me to two other quick ones, but super quick. The tra- biggest travesty was that I actually did in one game get an inter- interception. It was it was a batted ball that was way batted way high up in the air and i mean it, it i had to move a little bit to get it but not that much freaking called back for holding 
I, I was so furious with my teammate. Like, you son of a bitch. I mean, I, I caught it. I probably ran about 15 yards or so and got tackled, but I had my interception. It was called back for a penalty. And um, then the other one that, that uh, I – if, if I could find this – <laughs> Could, thank you, Justin. Thank you. If I could yeah. find this, I would happily share it because I could laugh at it now. But my dad used to love, or my dad and my brother, uh, that's uh, my, uh, actually my eighth grade year. Um, they, they Some, like, student mom, like, tried to make, like, a highlight video. But they clearly were just piecing together whatever, like, clips they could find. So, honestly, a lot of them were lowlights. And probably the, the worst season, worst play I had in the entire season was on there where uh, I was playing linebacker and I was trying to chase a guy down the sideline. And I had a decent angle, but I was I still just wasn't quite going to get there. Uh-huh. And then somebody just comes up and blindsides me oh. probably about ten, 10 yards over the sideline. I mean, just <laughs> demolishes me. So my brother, my dad, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't wear the tape out by rewinding it and playing it and rewinding it and playing it. I was like, you guys are awesome. I appreciate this so much. You absolute assholes. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, if they can... <laughs> we need to see if we get. He's in, he's inbounds. Now he's across the sideline. We, we need to get a copy of that so we can add this on top of it. <laughs> if I can find it, I, I will happily do so. <laughs> Dude, that would be. It, 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 it can still exist awesome. in my parents' house. We'll see. I bet we they do. have it. I've got a, I've got a VCR hooked up to my computer, man. I can totally convert that. I'm not surprised you're probably one of the few people that still has a VCR, but I'm glad you do. I actually have three. <laughs> wow. Well, that, I should, that I, yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. I, yeah, one of these days when I have a lot of free time, I actually have some VHS stuff I need to convert. I just haven't done it yet. Right. At the rate I'm going, the tapes will probably fade into oblivion and not even work, and I'll be like, oh, well, so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, though. I'll I'll follow those under that Evansville Kentucky game. If it disappears from memory, it'll be okay. There you go. <laughs> That's all right. But, um, throw that in the fire. Yeah, throw, throw that in the fire. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that really was a wild game, man. I I still think it's uh, I don't know. I mean it's it, not critical in the, in the scheme of the game, in the grand scheme. But I still thought thought it was a uh, lame that they um, in OT when they blew the plate in when Russell Wilson was getting away from those guys and they had like that that jersey oh, hole. Oh, terrible! I thought that was an awful call. Hated. There, that. there were some questionable plays both or questionable <clears throat> right. calls both ways as yeah. there frequently have been lately. But that, yeah. that was horrendous. That, Eli, that, that Eli was Manning was like, "Hey, are you kidding me? Yeah, Come on, what, man! What is that, dude? What is that?" <laughs> and you know, I, I really for I was happy that you know Randy got like the OT and McLaughlin banging banging through that that field goal to to tie it up. So the OT thought that was really cool, but. I was uh, surprised that Russell Wilson got greedy. He was going to Hollister, and he had Carson open. I, I just, I yeah. thought it was. I, I'm okay with aggressiveness, but it's like you're in a prime spot, man. You didn't have to be that aggressive, dude. And there were there was plenty of coverage over there. Look, that's that's only his second interception of the season, which is incredible. And here's one of those random fun factoid stats for you. That was the second red zone interception in overtime in the last 25 years. Wow. Do you know the do you know the the last one? Redskins. Say, say, no, no. Say, say say that one again, Justin. Russell Wilson's that was that interception that he threw in the red zone in overtime. Okay. That was his second interception of the season, but right. it was also the second red zone interception in overtime in the last 25 years. I know this because San Francisco intercepted and ran one back for a touchdown a number of years ago. I can't remember who threw it. But Jacoby Brissett. 
2017. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no wonder you were like, wait a second. I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe you actually pulled that out of the memory banks. Good job. Impressive. Look at you, man. Look at you. That's, you you earned a little bit more of that El Dudorino. <laughs> look at the big look at the big brain on Shaden. <laughs> look at the big brain you know on McGovern. Here we go. There it is. Why not, man? Well <laughs> uh. I'll drink to that. Yeah, so will I. Because mm. God knows I got a drink for something. Yeah, you do. All right, so Randy, I'll kid aside. I know the game didn't, didn't break the way you wanted it to. What do you think the 49ers take out of that? I mean, obviously, it's, it's a quality win for Seattle, clearly. Um, and it was super dramatic. I don't I don't know when they play again. Um, but what do you Week think? 17. Not that far away. A, a chance to try to redeem that to close out the season. So, But what, what do you think the 49ers get out of that game? Honestly... It's not only a wake-up call; it's also something to build upon. It's, yeah. It's that it, obviously no more pressure of being undefeated. No, that's off the table. So that's always a good thing. Now it's just being able to be focused on keeping the NFC West lead, keeping the NFC lead, get so it's for home field advantage. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to work on. But for me, the biggest thing for this team is the heart is like they, they can rest their laurels on the fact they fought to the very bitter end that they actually just, I mean, obviously they're not happy with the loss, but no, it's the fact that not. they actually did not give up no matter what the cost, they just kept going. And that's huge considering what I've seen over the past couple of years to now, that's huge, huge improvement. Um, I think for me personally, the biggest thing here is too many mistakes. <clears throat> got to clean. Got to clean up mistakes. Yeah, uh, can't you can't have seven drop passes. You just can't. That's a ton. Especially especially one of them leading to the interception. Though the fact that we were able to go to the bitter end of overtime with as banged up as we were says a lot. Because without Kittle and out without Emmanuel Sanders, obviously that offense doesn't go very well. No Brita in the second half either so that didn't help also got to shore up that blocking mm-hmm. um, can't have someone like Jadavian Clowney you know riding Garoppolo's jock every five seconds because that's exactly what happened all game long it's just one of the it was just one of those things where it's as a team we made too many mistakes you can't put it solely on Garoppolo you can't put it solely on uh, you can put it partially on some of Shanahan's play calling but not fully like we said, you can't give Russell Wilson too many opportunities yeah, too many to go out and win a game. Guy. Yeah, but the fact that the rookie went out to and actually picked off Wilson as they were trying to score in overtime—I mean, I thought that was the turning point. I thought that was yeah. going to be it. Obviously, if Robbie Gold had been healthy, maybe he makes that kick. I mean, he's had maybe. issues beyond forty yards this year. Probably. Oh, he's had kick? his issues this year. Yeah, but I got to give the rookie credit. The fact that Goat trying to take it to overtime, he nails it. Obviously, you know, the big, the kick was just too big for him to go around. Well, uh, yeah, I, some people. There was a little bit of blowback for the uh, comment. I forget who was who said it in the course of the broadcast, but a couple of the commentators said, "Oh, it was, it was too big of a moment," and they actually caught some blowback for it. I'm like, why? 
It, you know what I mean? Like that's it's a big, true. that's a big time kick, and he he shanked it. I don't remember that being like explicitly like if it's a bad hold or a bad snap, like you you know what I mean? Crap happens. But if you have a clean hole, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's there for you and you just shank the hell out of it, it's <laughs> a bad kick. It's a I bad mean. kick, dude. You just gotta own it. You just gotta yep. own it. You know, it's a bad kick, uh, and you just you know you learn from it and. Yeah, that's that's one where you where like if you're the like you know your coach and the players, you can't put that on the kid. Like he got you over time. Yeah, it's your job to get in the end zone at that. Well, point. they they squandered some other opportunities that really from a if you take it like big picture view, the whole team, and well, I mean to be fair, both teams squandered some opportunities, but yes, the 49ers definitely had some chances. But honestly, fun. Game. It was. It was compelling. It was. It was Fun dramatic. Game. It was dramatic. So yeah. It, it reminded me of tw- you know 2013, 2014 Niners mm-hmm. Seahawks basically. Yeah. What year was it that it got all ugly at the end of one of those games with the fans in the stands? I believe that was the uh, 2013 NFC Championship game because you had the fans throwing popcorn in the field as. Bowman was being carted off after tearing up his knee. That's what it was. And oh, also, yeah. that's also when Richard Sherman and Crabtree got into it. You know, <laughs> a little extra drama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Side note: one of my favorite moments. I don't know, Mark. You probably saw this, Shannon. Maybe you did. Uh, one of my favorite rando sports moments was uh, Austin Rivers. Did you see where he was running up trying to? Uh, he was doing the sign for the technical, trying to get his dad, <laughs> yes. trying to get Doc Rivers a tee, get him teed up and ejected from the Rockets Clippers game. That was funny <laughs> as hell. I didn't see that. <laughs> my, my, the the best part was, is, um, I think it was SB Nation had an article this morning that said the worst father-son like backstabbing since Tyrion and Ty- Tywin. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. Oh, dude. Yeah, Austin Rivers was funny, man. Doc was all, you know, going just going to town, and he just runs up, and he's just like, T, 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 running up to the ramp, man. It was great. That was hilarious. Yeah, have, have fun sending that Father's Day card, buddy. I hope Enjoy I, that Thanksgiving. I hope he makes a custom card in the shape of a T. That would be even better. That'd be great. Mm. That's awesome. Well, look, let's get to speaking of like, you know, ejections and ugliness. I guess uh, let's flip the script and get back to this Browns Steelers Thursday night football debacle. The Steelers definitely a letdown game for for Pittsburgh. There's no doubt about that. But you have to give the Browns, uh, you know, credit for showing up. I mean, they they really, really needed a win. Uh, You had all that stuff floating around talking about, uh, you know, Kitchens losing his job and uh, being at risk for just getting fired. And there was something like random flitting around, like the last six Browns coaches that have been fired got fired after a loss to Pittsburgh. So, you know, the Sharks were circling, you know what I'm saying? And the Browns were 0-7-1 in their last eight meetings versus the Steelers. So it, it was getting dangerous, as Baker Mayfield might say. So you, you have to give the Browns some, some credit for winning that game. It was a short week. It was clearly ugly. The Steelers lost Connor. They lost Juju. Um, somebody else got ear hold on a bad hit. Uh, I can't remember the player's name. He had blood running out of his ear. That that was an ugly game. Deontay Johnson. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there was some ugliness there. And it's amazing to me, given the state of the Browns season, that they needed this win and they got it. And then late in the game, late in the game, when it's really 
just about sealed up and done. And then you get, it's been chippy, right? It's been chippy. And then it just gets all kinds of feisty and hell's breaking loose. And next thing you know, Miles Garrett sacks Kyle Rudolph. Put a little extra pepper on that sack for sure, uh, which Rudolph clearly did not appreciate. And uh, as they're kind of, you know, wrestling around on the ground a little bit, they end up popping up and Garrett ends up ripping off Rudolph's helmet. One of the linemen gets in there. They're all just, you know, pushing and shoving and all that rigmarole, which is like, okay, fine, they're chippy, not, not, you know, not the end of the world. Get a couple of push and shoves and get the hell out of there. But Garrett ends up taking Rudolph's helmet, and he ends up swinging it and hitting Rudolph in the head with his own helmet. I mean, Albert Hainsworth said that's a little bit dirty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's a, that's a bad look, dude. That's a real, real bad look. And I don't Especially when you're at a standalone game. Yeah, man. Everybody that's, that's saw that. So, so it, it ends up dominating the news cycle, it, dominating all everything on Twitter. It's going to be the absolute – it's going to be a shit – now, we're recording right after the game, so it's Thursday night. I, we won't have this podcast up until at some point tomorrow. But I can guarantee you all the sports radio, all the talk is going to be completely dominated um, with this Miles Garrett thing. And it, it really is a shame because he's a, he's a hell of a player. But I mean, and Cleveland dominated this game. Oh, Cleveland, there was Cleveland balled no out, reason, dude. No reason for them to do this. Literally zero. Zero point zero, as Dean Wormer would say. Like, you dominated the game. You were up by 14, under 10 seconds to go, dude. Yeah. Just if he gets the pass out, just a little push on the shoulders, call it a day, let your guys tackle him, ball game. You know, shake hands. Yeah. You know, Garrett, I guess, felt the need to tackle Rudolph one more time. I guess just to <laughs> let him know. And then Rudolph didn't appreciate it. No. And then all hell broke loose. I mean, R- Rudolph got a little feisty, on you know, from that sack. But, I mean, you know, Garrett brought him down pretty hard. Uh, you know, hey, look, it's football, man. Players get a little feisty. You get a little chippy. It's a, it's a division game. Like, we understand all that. But there's a point where you're crossing over a line, and for a team that's had the issues that Cleveland has had, they need Miles Garrett on field. Now I don't know yes. what kind of suspension they're going to be looking at for that guy. You know that if you go back to the old classic Albert Hainsworth stomp on, and I always I always forget the correct pronunciation of his name. If it was Andre Garud, I think in the podcast one year I said Garud Garud, yeah, something like that. Um, but stomp on, you know, Hainsworth got five games for that one. Okay, and then you think about Vontae's Burfecht. Now, granted, Burfecht has a history, so it's a little different. But he got—I mean, that's twelve games for Burfecht. He done. So I'll be really curious. I mean, he Garrett's going to get suspended. He's going to get suspended. He's going to get fined. The question uh, is going to be how long he's out. Mark, I think he'll get uh, two games and probably two. A, a, oh, he's a getting. Max I think fine. he's getting. I think he's getting more than two. It's his first offense. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I mean, he he. It, he used the helmet as a essentially used the helmet as a weapon. Like yeah, I hear you. That's yeah. a that's such an egregious thing. And I know some of this is the heat of the moment, so you're going to get a lot of of in you know immediate reaction, which is going to be probably more severe. But you figure you know the, the Steelers have already lost Big Ben. They've already lost a whole bunch of other people. They Cleveland already earholed somebody else on a dirty hit yeah. and had somebody ejected. So there was some hard hitting going on in that game. And Kyle Rudolph, don't forget, missed some time because of a concussion. 
right? And and here's you know Garrett swinging, you know Rudolph's helmet and hitting him in the head. And then you got the lineman jumping it, which they should have done. They have to come and defend their quarterback. I totally get that. Pouncey will probably get something for kicking Garrett in the head. Um, I don't know how much damage that did to Garrett. He had his helmet on, but you know, uh, heat of the moment stuff. But I mean, that that's a big bunch of ugly. Mark, out of curiosity, since you're you're our, our prop bet, you know, uh, our prop bet guy, um, what do you think the over under is on games that Garrett is suspended? Yeah, I, I think I think because of. You know, using the helmet as a weapon. I mean, I, I think, um, yeah. I mean, I guess if somebody was a multi-offender, they might get even worse. But I think they they've got to send a clear message that this, you know, fighting. You know, they, there's there's a difference between you know guys getting in, and shoving matches and and you know, even doing the. I always think it's the stupidest thing in the world, but swinging at each other with helmets on versus grabbing you know, forcibly ripping off somebody's helmets and using it as a weapon at them and connecting. I mean, again, it, 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 I think he, he was kind of, he didn't connect cleanly, per- perfectly, but he still certainly struck him and hit him it decently him. hard enough. I'm sure it felt not so good. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm saying it's over to, I would think, I would think three to four. So I'll, I'll set it at three and a half. Three and a half. The, uh, the 49ers uh, fullback, Randy, your guy, says he shouldn't be allowed to play another snap this season. Mm. <laughs> Kyle, I can't pronounce his last name, but... Juszczyk. <laughs> yes, I'll, that. Three and a half. I'm going to take the over. On three and a half, yep. I'll take the over. I think I barely do, too. I, I, think, I, think, I think it's going to be four. Shane will be on the under. I'll take the under. Yeah. Well, th- there will be whatever the initial suspension is, and I would imagine they'll appeal it. But I'm going to take yeah, the over. Yeah, I I'm think on the, the appeal, on he'll get less. Yeah, maybe. But it'll be a, a shitload of a fine, though. Oh, um, yeah. No, he his checkbook will be a bit, or his wallet will be a bit lighter this week. That is for sure. Uh, hope he's saved. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's saved, man. I, I think they have to go pretty hard at that one, uh, just because of the nature of what that was. And... Does it make it worse that it was the only game on the slate? Probably on some degree, and it's going to get a lot of pub. And, the, you know, the NFL already has some weird PR stuff going around with this funky Colin Kaepernick <laughs> workout. Whatever, whatever the hell that actually is. It's just bizarre. I don't know, man. It's going to lead the news cycle. It's going to be rough. I think it's going to be rough. I think they're going to have to come down pretty hard. It had it if it wasn't for the helmet, I I wouldn't really think it was. They got chippy, but I think you know, as Shannon might say, I think a lot of people could let it go. You know what I'm saying? But hey by, now. but I, I I'm just saying, like by the time you're taking the helmet and swinging and hitting somebody in the head, a quarterback in the head, eh, eh, I think they're going to have to. I think they have to go go at the guy pretty hard. So I'm going to take the over. I, I'm not saying it's the rest of the season, but. You know, four to six, I think, is where it is 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 where I think that that initial thing will, will end up being, uh, and it really is a shame. Not that I you know love the Cleveland Browns, I don't. I don't have any affinity for them, and they haven't been good, but they have been compelling. And it's just a shame for them if they're going to turn the season around and make anything out of it. Uh, to lose Garrett, I think, is a significant blow, um, real significant blow to them. But when we were when it kind of happened, I'd stopped watching the game, and then uh, Shannon, I think you were the first one that brought it up, and it was like, oh, let me go back to the TV, turn it back on, and rewind and watch this thing unfold, and it was that was gross. Dude, that was I'm gross, telling dude. you, I don't gross. blame you guys for turning off the game because it was over, but I just 
you know, just happened to keep it on and I was just happened to look up and yeah, I mean, I, I saw the tackle to the ground and I was like, oh, that's not good. And then all of a sudden the cameras went over. I'm like, oh, this is really not nope. good. <laughs> nope. Nope. Like, the- you know, like sometimes you'll keep an eye on your quarterback just to see if that hit actually takes place or not. But as the camera's going right. But my gosh. Now, th- that could have that could have morphed into a full scale on field foot brawl. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, yeah. it, it got a little fighty at the end, but that could have gotten much worse. Honestly, uh, I'm impressed it didn't. I'm surprised it didn't. You know, I mean, yeah, Pouncey got into it a little bit, and obviously they piled on Garrett, and there were, there were some punches thrown, uh, and, and there were some fisticuffs there. But with something like that, I mean, you'd have to think that, you know, all the linemen are like, oh, my God, no, nah, man, you can't hit our quarterback in the head with his own helmet. No. F that. Let's go. That's go time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all the things that happen in the, in the sports world, there are some, there's, there's one thing about going at each other on the field, going at each other, you know, as a player. Right. But when you cross that line and you're doing stuff against somebody as a person, and that's like legit bodily harm, that's outside of the scope of the game. That's when you can get, it it gets legitimately dangerous. And, uh, uh, they're lucky that didn't, devolve into a much uglier it was ugly but they're lucky they're, they're lucky that it didn't get worse than it was uh and it, yeah fines and suspensions they're coming so uh yes enjoy that <laughs> winter is coming fines hey, and suspensions are Ma- coming miles garrett can go hang out and watch colin kaepernick's workout he's gonna have some free time hey. <laughs> look at i mean look at the look at the bright Maybe. side Maybe he can be like the defensive guy on the field for him. Maybe he can chase Cap around a little bit. Just you there know, you go. a little live fire. Uh, Cap, uh, word of advice: leave the helmet at home. Don't even bring it out there, man. Don't yeah, do don't even wear it. Don't don't wear the helmet, bro. Just make sure you got the flags around your waist. To make sure he knows <laughs> yeah, it's flag time. Wear the flags. Wear the flags, man. Why not? Uh, anywho, well, you know what? I, I I think a lot of those players might need to hang out with Deion Waiters and get some of those uh, edibles. For their, mm. <laughs> they, they might need a little relaxation. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Yeah, gummy gate. Uh, Mark, by uh, the way, what the hell, what the hell is up with the waiters get having panic attacks after eating some edibles before a team flight? What kind of crap is that? No bueno. <laughs> That's just dumb. That is so dumb. Anyway, all right. And anybody have any wrap up thoughts on that debacle of fail? You know what? You know what? We didn't play for them, and they totally deserved it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hit this up right now because the Cleveland Browns, man, the end of that game, it's a shame. But you, you earned this one. Full on, man. Full on, dude. I mean, it's you can't even win correctly. How? How? <laughs> yeah, you, you even lose when you win. How Cleveland is that? <laughs> Oh, that's great, man. Or as Kawhi would say. (laughs) Anyway. You're not going to give me my how do you F that up? Oh, you want that? Yeah, man. I can get that for you. I didn't have that queued up, man. My bad. My bad. You you like that? Yeah, yeah, you like that? (laughs) How do you fuck that up? How? Do you fuck that up? I think that was Pouncy when he kicked uh, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> That's about right. 
How do you fuck that up, dude? Come on. Stupid, bro. Stupid. It's just, you know, it, it's... Look, you know what it you was? Know, you know, as Arnold says, it they was the, it, it was their John Witherspoon Friday tribute, man. You got knocked the fuck out, man! <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Debo. You gonna get fired on your day off? Yeah. Oh, stupid. Anyway, Randy, do you think anything comes out of this Colin Kaepernick workout, or is this just a dog and pony show for the league, man? I think it really is a dog and pony show thing for the league, just because everything probably surrounding it, people are probably starting to question. You know whether the league really truly is trying to blackball him, so they set this up. Say, hey, look, we're trying to help him. It does feel like so. a PR event. I mean, you, Tuesday is your typical workout day, not a Saturday. I don't know. I hope I hope the workout goes well for him. Not that I'm like the biggest Kaepernick fan. He had a, it, it, that was an interesting ride his career, that's for sure. And I think he deserves a, you know a crack at you know getting back in the league. So maybe you can parlay that into it. Uh, we'll see. To be determined, as they say. Um, word of advice: Don't wear the pig socks. Don't do that. <laughs> have a good, <laughs> have a good workout. Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea. Have a good workout, and uh, we'll see. Maybe somebody will take a flyer on him for next season, um, or else, yeah, yeah. Who knows? I don't. I don't know that anybody would take a flyer on him this year. I think it's too late. Too late in the season for that. Anyway, well, let's shift gears a little bit <clears throat> and get to some other games. Side note. Is there a, a a more fascinating like scenario where you have a, a wonderfully dynamic offense and an absolutely shit can defense than the Kansas City Chiefs? Ugh. Good God. I think Derrick Henry just ran for another touchdown on them. <laughs> for all I mean, the that, that's just embarrassing. I mean Mahomes is is incredible. Mahomes is absolutely incredible. He really is. But Four forty-six, three scores, filthy. and you still filthy lose the game. It was filthy to Ryan Tannehill of all people. Ryan freaking to Tannehill. Ryan freaking Tannehill <laughs> and Derek freaking Henry. Well, Derek Henry's a damn good back. I'm talking about just Ryan Tannehill in general, dude. Derek, <laughs> yeah, but we didn't know Derek Henry. We knew Derek Henry, but we didn't hear about his name until like this week. Bro, he's been pretty silent. Though. Hundred eighty, wasn't silent this game, man. One hundred eighty-eight yards, bro, and a sixty-eight-yard touchdown. I mean, that's just nasty. That's just nasty. It's just funny because, like, you know, the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs kept getting leads in that game, and then they just had things that, you know, it's like they just kept blowing it. I mean, again, this is one of those you give give kudos and some credit to Tennessee for having that much fight in them. You know, yeah. Um, and Mahomes had some – of course Mahomes had those Mahomes things. He had that – in the third quarter, he had that weird kind of jump-hopping pass to uh, Hardman. Was that a 60-yard touchdown, 65? I don't know. It was a big uh, – It, it was a up, big one. It ended up being a big old touchdown. That, dude, that dude's got some gist. They have so much skill position speed. Can, can we teams. have Good God, uh, man. Uh, Hardman and uh, Tyreek have a 100-yard uh, like no, dash race? Ain't, ain't nobody faster than Tyreek on that team, man. I, I, I don't believe it. Certainly not. Oh, no. Certainly not. Damian Williams. <laughs> I, st- I still love that play the other week when Damian Williams. I think it was like a ninety-some yard touchdown, and Tyreek t- ninety-one and Tyreek Hill was like well behind him. I think like ten yards. I if I'm remembering the replay, and he just he still caught up to that guy. It was his close. Yeah, his did. closing speed was filthy. 
by the way, Damian Williams, thanks for channeling your inner LaShawn McCoy and uh, fumbling a damn thing on a first and ten run. Titans took that ball, uh, got it away from him, and then you know ran it back for an old scoop and score touchdown. Gave him the lead, thirteen to ten. Um, that was another wild game, and I think that you know the Chiefs are fascinating. Uh, their offense is so ridiculously dynamic, and it's funny to me that I swear to you, it feels like the defense played better when Mahomes was out of there, and Mahomes comes back. Uh, it, Mahomes yeah. comes back, and then the defense goes to crap. Like, what is that? By the way, over the season, they're, they're giving up over eight yards per carry. That is that is not a recipe for any kind of playoff success. As wonderful as Mahomes is and as dynamic as that offense can be, that defense, dude, if they don't figure that out, man, that defense is going to do them in late in the year and in, and, and in a play. Because they're, they're a playoff team. I, I, can't, I have a hard time imagining that they won't make the playoffs. But a defense like that is going to do you in, man. I mean, just remember, I mean, the Colts beat them by time of possession and mm-hmm. running the ball down their throats. Yep. I yep. mean, and without Hilton and Brissett, we look like garbage. So there you go. Dude. Yeah, that's, that's been some tough sledding. How long is, is, uh, how long is Hilton going to be out? I think he's going to be out. I know he's missed the last two, but they said it was a three- to four-week injury. So nice. I... I <clears throat> I don't expect them against Jacksonville. We'll lose that game. Apparently, Nick Foles is coming back this week. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what Foles looks like. Uh, Well, I expect a heavy dose of Leonard Fournette. Well, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Fournette's like third in the league in yards from scrimmage yards. Yeah, he's. I mean, Jacksonville's is, silent, but I mean, Fournette, they're, they're he he. Are you telling me that he, Jacksonville's the fart, the silent but deadly of the NFL? They're, they're the, you know what? <clears throat> is that, that what you're telling that, me? That is well played, sir. Yeah. Okay. They are the silent but deadly farts. <laughs> yeah, Ford, Fournette's been more involved in the passing game this year than he was Fartnet. in the previous seasons. Yeah, that's funny. You know, give kudos to the Titans, man. That that to. to you know, to roll deep with the Chiefs and, and do that and have that much fight in them. And that was an incredible block at the end of that game. And a lot of people thought he uh, was offsides or jumped that. But, you know, in the moment, I can see why people thought that. But that was an absolutely phenomenal jump by that defender to get that to get that block. I mean, it was a 52-yard field goal. So I mean, that was going to be a tough kick anyway. But, whew, give credit to the Titans, man. Or as they say, remember the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mark, you forgot to use your joke for the Browns. What the hell, man? Oh, you mean that they felt like maybe they needed to throw the kitchen sink at the Steelers? <laughs> Eat shit, dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm hungry, Captain. <laughs> Bring me one of those chickens. Yeah, man. There it is. There it is. Oh, yeah. No, kudos to the Titans. Somehow, you know, that's a weird team, man. They'll probably end up nine and seven for like the fiftieth consecutive season. Is what it feels like. You know, they're they're good enough to threaten, but just not good enough to get it done. But they do get every once in a while they give you a game. By the way, man, kudos to Ryan Tannehill, who I think most people figured was just done. And he, he's had a nice month. He's had a nice month for them. So I don't know if that's an indictment of Adam Gase. Well, the Jets currently are an indictment of Adam Gase. Uh, 
But good for Tannehill, man. He, I mean, God bless. They needed something other than Marcus Mario Mariotto. What what did the commission say? Mariotto. Whatever they whatever the commission did when they that draft name debacle. Uh, but kudos to Tannehill, man. Good on him. Good on him. I think one of my favorite parts of the week, though, and I know we're top <clears> of <throat> jumping a little bit, but God bless. And I know it's against the Bengals, so take it with a grain of salt. But good God, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Look, that, <laughs> whether it was passing, whether it was running, he had an incredible game. He had an incredible game. You know, the opening drive, he was 4-4 for 76 yards with a touchdown to Mark Andrews, right? That was great. I think this was his second like per- second game with a perfect quarterback rating. But in the third quarter, when he booked off, you know, took off for that 47-yard touchdown run with that spin in the middle of it past three defenders. And again, oh, I know, I know it's the Bengals. I know it's the Bengals. But that was disgusting. That was wow. disgusting, and that 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 is one of the de facto absolute highlights of the entire year. When they review this NFL season, like that might be the best one of the best plays you'll see in the entire year. Yep, that was ridiculous. You know, so what? It was the Bengals, and there's three people right by him, and he just stuck his foot in the turf and spun. It was like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I don't, just made Mark, him look silly. Would, Mark would have tackled him by his feet, right? <laughs> Mark would have had him. But I, I, ain't, I ain't getting a shoelace there. Um, yeah, I mean, this week he he had more highlights. But I mean, let's. I mean, he's been doing it. He's he certainly had more than enough weeks in a row where he's he been has. Doing this. He has. He, he is. He is. Man. He's. Um, this Ravens team, I certainly think and hope. I mean, obviously they 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 handled the Patriots in the regular season already once, but. Uh, you sure would like to think that if playing top notch, you know, Ravens football, they, they could be the team to keep the Patriots, you know, out of that Super Bowl. They're a, they're absolutely a contender as long as Lamar Jackson stays healthy. Exactly. That that's going to be the big caveat with him is just you know, and he's young enough he can take some hits. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I, Shannon, do you remember if he was, ever had injury issues at Louisville? I don't remember him really ever mm-hmm. being hurt. Nah, I mean some nicks here and there, but nothing, nothing major. serious. So, the the Ravens are an interesting team, and you know they did a phenomenal job against New England the other week. We know that, and I, I hope for a rematch. I do because I think that would be an incredible football game. Because if, if they meet again, you'll answer the question. You know what, what did what did the Pats take away from it, and did they not show all their cards in that game? Right. You know uh, which. You know, you pretty much expect that to be the case. You you do, you do, but uh, or or the adjustments will be right. ridiculous. Yeah, I, I would think so. Um, but but the Ravens, I mean, Lamar Jackson, man, I, you know, again, I, I if he keeps playing like that, I'm not saying just go ahead and you know write it in permanent marker that he's going to be the NFL MVP. But if he keeps playing like that. It's going to be hard. Pre- anybody else is going to be hard pressed to take that away from him. Hey, if you want to given, crown him, then crown him. <laughs> yeah, I know. But given the growth, remember that game against the Chargers, <laughs> that playoff game against the Chargers last season, where it felt like he couldn't even, you know, yeah, he, 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 he couldn't hit the bronze out of a, a bus. Lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he, they have really. He's really grown a lot, and that's cool to see. That's it is. really cool it to is. see. 
second year and the growth that that young man has had. And that, that, that's what you want to see in these quarterbacks, man. Like, yes, we know you're athletic, but let's see your growth as a passer and overall as a player. And I, I, I think that's, that's just awesome. Very awesome to see. Well, let's yeah. take one thing into account. Last year, the offense was tailored around Joe Flacco. Correct. This year, Roman, Roman has gone and made sure to build this entire offense around the skill set that Lamar Jackson brings. 100%, sir. You are 100% correct there. So true. Ingr- Ingram fits great there. Hollywood Brown is a, a you know, beast of rookie wide receiver. Um, I think he's, he's a little banged up right now, but uh, yeah, he, he's he's a fun player to watch. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they – I was gonna. I was gonna say that before, uh, you got you beat me to it. It's a great point. That's the front office deserves a lot of credit for the team they put they around do. them. They do. They certainly have found some good tight ends. Uh, Ingram is obviously having a quality year. They've made a lot of good moves and they've built things and structured things to accentuate Lamar Jackson's strength. And you know the real test. Uh, obviously, I think he's significantly better than he was last year. I think that the growth is measurable. You know what I'm saying? You you can see it, and just the throws he's make he's making, and his just just the package of, you know, of what he delivers on field. Now that being said, the playoffs are going to really tell us because they're a playoff team. I mean, just write that in stone. As long as he's healthy, they're a playoff team. Yes. But the real question is going to be teams that have played the Ravens before, and when you it once you get to the playoffs. What can you take away? What what can you force him to do? And that's really going to be the, you know, the, the old proverbial tale of the tape. Because if they can shut him down in the playoffs, then you go, all right, well, so much for that. And I'm hoping that he has grown enough as a quarterback that not only does he give you the running threat, uh, he obviously throws a nice deep ball, and uh, you know the defense is is good. Uh, they've got some nice wide receivers on there on on that squad. I don't know that anybody would be able to do what the Chargers did. What did the Chargers play? It felt like the Chargers played a whole defense full of defensive backs <laughs> against them in the playoffs, and it worked. Yeah, I think they played like seven. <clears throat> yeah, I want to say it was say. like, yeah. I they mean, went 2-2-7. Two, two, it was an absurd number. So I'll be curious to see if they get a rematch with New England. That, that, that's a great one. I, I, I mean, I would certainly sign up to see that playoff game. I'd totally watch that one. But that, that will really separate out how much he has grown. But... Yes, they they have tailored a lot of things for him. They've done a great job accentuating his strengths. Randy was Roman with San Francisco um, when Kaepernick when was there, yep. yeah. And uh, then he went to Buffalo and had Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, who, so, who had some success. Yeah, Tyrod. Yeah, Tyrod had some moments. But you think about yeah what what they were able to accomplish with Kaepernick, and you think about you know that run where while he was healthy that the Shanahan the you know Shanahan had with RG three. When a player is that dynamic and represents that kind of a threat, a legitimate, absolute dual threat, and can hit on that, and they can set set that you know set that quarterback up for success, they're super dangerous. Uh, and then it's just what can you take away from them? What can you force them to do? And certainly, you can't expect the Bengals to lock him down. Uh, but late season uh, and playoff, I think, will really tell us a lot about that. But I mean, I mean it's certainly going to be a fun ride. Um, so. You know, enjoy enjoy it for what it's worth, Ravens fans. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's going to be again if he keeps that up, man. I don't know what the odds are, um, but he's going to be 
He may not get it, but I think he'll end up being the favorite for the MVP. Um, I think if he can if he can do what he's been doing on twelve one, because that's when the Ravens play the Niners, then I think we can definitely say that the Ravens should be probably the favorites to go to the well, Super Bowl. Well, and, it, and the the other thing is is to con- consider who his two perfect games are against the correct. Dolphins right. and the Bengals. You, you have to remember, although the Dolphins are a bit better now than they were earlier this season. Very true. They, they are. They beat the Colts. I'm not going to count the game against the Jets. <laughs> That's not an NFL team. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is a college game on Sunday when yeah. the Jets play the Redskins. So, I, know. Oh, I know. Oh, by the way, uh, I was told today by uh, John and them that tickets start at like 7 bucks. What a deal. Uh, club level for like fifty, I think. Oh Wait, they're 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 they they're paying people seven bucks to come to the game. Probably. Right? Yes, I told them that unless Dan Snyder pays me, I will <clears throat> never go to a game. You know, um, there was a fun article. Obviously, there was all the speculation with uh, you know the Amazon guy uh, Bezos, and um, you know allegedly, reportedly wanted to get into uh, NFL ownership, and so the the. You know, obviously the Seahawks come into question. They're not for sale yet, but that team has come up. And then obviously with the uh, with the Redskins, of course, all these people started you know speculating, and having fun with the idea of of Bezos buying the Redskins. And I was thinking to myself, man, I'd be all for it because then it, you'd have drone delivery of beer in the stands. Yeah. It would be great. I would totally <laughs> Amazon Prime some beer in my Imagine seat. Being out in the parking lot and get a drone delivery Dude, of beer. That'd be Jeff hell yeah. Bezos, I know, I know people can say, oh, Amazon, the evil empire. But let me tell you what. If they could have drone beer delivery at the stadium, that would that would be so incredible. That would be that would be great. That would be, you know what I mean? That would be much better than the Dan Snyder, you know, expired Bud Lights that they've been hawking at that joint. I'd take that. Anyway, it, obviously, it, we'll see what comes of it. But he's he's established himself in D.C., so some some people were very optimistic. But I think it's really more about them hating Dan Snyder more than anything. But he's got a lot of billions, and yes. I I would I will readily admit uh, that I would be on board with Bezos, you know, buying majority uh, or buying the team from Snyder. You know, dare to yeah, dream. You- I would love that. You have the ABS on. Anyone but Snyder. I know. See, that's the thing. That's the reality. I I do. I, I'm I'm full full ABS. Yeah. <laughs> Which with the Redskins are full BSE. So if we're gonna drop random acronyms. I'll I'll take that one too. Uh, I don't see anything coming out of that. Uh, you know, I don't the I, the two teams that really come up as far as speculation are the Broncos and the Seahawks. But you know, Bezos is worth like 110 billion. He could buy all of them. Like I'll buy the Broncos, I'll buy the C. I'll have an AFC team and an NFC team. Why not? He could totally do that, right? Um, he could but, buy maybe <clears throat> half the league. Yeah, he might be able to. But reportedly, you know, the league owners are like super interested in getting him involved. Which, again, as a guy that's worth like a, over a hundred billion dollars, I'm sure they are. <laughs> I'm sure they're super yeah, interested. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you think of obviously the ties. They already broadcast some games on. Um, on Amazon Thursday Night Football, and they've been doing that. So you have a broadcast partner. Uh, there, th- that would be a lot of interesting synergy. Cor- you know what I mean? The corporate synergy, if you will. And maybe he could actually get a stadium built uh, in D.C. I don't. Again, I I, I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, my ABS world, I would I would be on board with that. I would. 
I'd gladly take that. So bring it on, Bezos. Why not? <laughs> I mean, they could have a much better stadium than what they have at this point in D.C. FedEx Field sucks. Dude, let me tell you something. Indy sucks, has shopping and restaurants all around their stadium. It's beautiful <clears throat> downtown. Golly, it's, it's, it's just one of my favorite experiences because you can go out and you can have lunch, walk to the stadium. You can do some shopping before you get there. The stadium is just gorgeous. And then when you leave, you can go right back to eating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. And the, the parking is easy. Tons of garages around there. And the Redskins is in the middle of nowhere with you can <laughs> you have to bring your own food and all this to tailgate and oh, you know. It, it's sucks. just Dan Snyder, it's a money grab. I mean, let's be honest, it's a money grab. Fifty bucks to park and well, every, all that other dude, nonsense. Every, everything there is expensive. Everything there is expensive. Which, if it's a great, if it's a great game day experience, and it's a good football team, you're willing to pay the price. But when it's a bad game day experience, tailgating sucks, uh, and your stadium is the equivalent of a a gigantic porta potty without a lid on it. Um, you know, I mean, it's just not. It's just not enjoyable. It's just not. You know, it's it's a bad I mean, experience. It- Look, it it was fun when RG three that first year with RG three. Mm-hmm. I went there and watched the game. That was it a was. fun experience. Uh, I mean, there were people, old people in the parking lot as I was walking to one of the porta potties, giving me shots. <clears throat> and as I yeah. walked back, they gave me shots. That's a good time. And then I horse collared tooting in the stands, and you know, <laughs> nice. They were asking, what's a horse collar? And I showed Tooting what a horse collar was, and I ripped his shirt off. And Yeah. That was, that was a drunk Twitter Terminator that day. There it is. That's my dude. That's my dude. Hey, look, mm-hmm. uh, my, my dog is whining at my door, so I think I, gotta, I think I have to escort her out for a minute. Um, right. Is everybody good? Uh, this hopefully won't take very long. Is everybody good to come back and keep rolling for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah I just right. got to fill up the cup. Okay, well, why don't, why don't, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. And we'll jump into uh, probably the, one of the biggest letdown games of the week for anybody that does survivor survivor pools. Talking about you, oh, New Orleans Saints. <clears throat> Thanks, dicks. Yeah, and we can get off. We can get off dumpster dumpster diving Dan Snyder and the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Which I think it would. I think it would be a, a better look if they just turned that into a damn landfill. I think that would be a better use of the property. That FedEx is built on. Just turn it into a dump. <laughs> Just turn it into a dump. Remember that story a couple years ago where some when some Cleveland Browns fan went and peed on like Art Modell's grave? Dude. Yeah, yes. yeah. I remember yeah. That. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Dan yeah. Snyder Dan Snyder's gonna have to put his his remains somewhere very safe, or there's just gonna continually be a pile of shit. On top of that man's grave, <laughs> not pee. There will just be poop. They, People they will poop next to it, but they will yeah. wipe their butt with his grave. Yeah, De- defecating, de- defecating on Dan. That's going to be the hashtag. Defecating, defecating on Dan. Yeah, it's an. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll probably still charge for parking. Oh. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it'll be uh, from bumper to bumper to dumper to dumper. That's how it's going to work. Anyway. 
Uh, this crud's for you. And Shannon can horse collar Todd Tooting while he's taking a shit on Dan Snyder's grave. That'll work too. <laughs> anyway, we'll take a quick break. Uh, while I let my dog go outside, she clearly needs to get outside and stretch her legs for a moment. Uh, we'll come back and, and hammer through the NFL and, and maybe touch on this Astros deal. But look, uh, we're the Sports Brew. Keywords are sports and brew. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, you know, LiveSportsCaster.com and a whole host of other things. Just look that up. You'll track us down. Have a little fun. We'll be back in uh, just a moment with a fresh, fresh beer and some fresh topics to hammer on. Be right back. Woo! Woo! All right, I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And I'll, I'll admit I was scrolling through the uh, Twitter feed, all the stuff with uh, Mason Rudolph. I think I may have mistakenly called him Kyle Rudolph somewhere along the line, as if Miles Garrett hit me in the head with a helmet. Uh, so I may have butchered his name, but uh, Mason Rudolph. Uh, anyway, I think we're due for a salute o'clock, because if, if they're cracking skulls, we might as well crack open some cans, right? Why not? You're, you're, you're just remembering that uh, sweet touchdown catch that uh, Kyle Rudolph made <laughs> that, last week. That, one, that one-handed that one grab was, was uh, beautiful. That was filthy. That was, that was great. It's nice to see that uh, Kirk Cousins remembered that he does have a tight end that can actually make plays. <laughs> so, better late than never. I'm glad I drafted him and dropped him. Yay, tight, end, tight ends have been like the bane of fantasy this year, I swear to God. Uh, anyway, let's get a, a little salute clock going. So, I have my, I'm going classic with the old Captain and Coke, of course. And I didn't, I've already enjoyed my three-notched 40-mile IPA. And now I'm moving on to, and I just picked this up yesterday, and I'm hoping it's good. The Dogfish Head American Beauty Hazy Ripple IPA. And that is a festive-looking can. I hope this is good. So I'm gonna, uh, in mm. honor of Mason Rudolph's head, I'm gonna go ahead and crack this <laughs> right now. <laughs> I did, I did love as I was, as I was scrolling through. Somebody was like, Miles Garrett was just trying to put his helmet back on him. It's no big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. Right. All right. So let's see if this hazy IPA. Oh, it smells good. All right, I can get down with that. That's a that's a fruity bastard right there. That'll work. Yum. All right, Mark, what you got, bro? Hi, uh, yes, sir. So I am uh, I'm double fisting tonight. You're uh, you're not gonna like this. this is an extremely long name for a beer, but it's a uh, Westbrook Brewing Company. Uh, there's nothing better than a nice pair of Camo pants. Um, it's a uh, blonde <laughs> barley wild style ale with peanut butter, and uh, it's really freaking good. And uh, then I'm also drinking a uh, passion fruit truly. Well, there you go. At least it's not a white claw. Look at the bright okay. side. This is true. <laughs> Fair enough. Camo <laughs> pants. It's a hell of a name. <laughs> God, beer names are so crazy these days, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Randy, what you got, bro? Well, I had to dig around the fridge because it's been a while since I bought some beer, but I actually found my last can of uh, Never Give Up Cubed by Vale Brewing. There you go. Might as well enjoy that one. Yep. Yeah. Solid. I'll raise a can. Raise a glass. Raise a can to that one. <laughs> Shannon, what you got, dude? So went trifecta tonight. I hit up uh, Molly's Blind Dog Brewery for a couple of Jack Jackal Wagon Pumpkin Ales. Yikes! 
<laughs> and then uh, then I hit up the El Dudorino from Center of the Universe. There you go. I had a half growler of that, <clears throat> and now I'm finishing up with the Three Notched Brewing Apple Crumb Amber Ale. Man, look at you! Look at you, bro, dude. <laughs> Given the sports week he's had, I don't blame him. Yeah, well, you know, it, yeah, his, his sports week. I would say he's having the hat trick, but his sports his sports week's been more like the shat trick, right? <laughs> so he's earned he's earned some True. beers. <laughs> True words have never been spoken, my mm. friend. Uh, salute, <laughs> salute, salute, to, salute, salute to your shat trick, MacGuffin. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that is a tasty beverage, as they say. Not shabby. <laughs> By the way, a special shout-out to the New Orleans Saints. Coming off of a bye, at home, and they completely... I mean, Lord knows, they had to be one of the most popular survivor pool picks ever. <laughs> ever. I'm sure they were hovering around 50-ish percent, if not more than that. And just completely shitting the bed. Breeze. You do realize the Wes McElroy is down to four people now. That means that means nearly every single person ate ass on that Saints game. Ninety three out of ninety seven ate ass on that game. That's incredible. Holy hell! Ouch. Or that week. I don't know if it was all like New Orleans. Like, there's only like. A hundred of us left in the second chance pool. Well, I'm joining you in the second chance pool now. Yes. Yes, we are both there. And <laughs> crazy enough, I'm taking the Raiders this week. So, Yes, I think that's... Against a, the Bengals, I, I, I think I, they can handle that. I think one. that's a solid choice. I think it's a solid choice. Of course, well, I thought it, last week was a solid well, choice. Yeah, so well, yeah, well, I think everybody point. thought it was. Because um, I was going to take I was gonna take Indy until there was no Brissette, you know. Same... I think so many of that. So, and, and I'm, 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 I'm sure a lot of us, my, very much myself included, are were like, well, I mean, no offense, Shannon, but at least Indy lost, so we can't really like second guess ourselves. Like, ah, oh, shit, you know, we would have. No, you know, I, I, I had Indy. I thought, for God's sakes, I mean, or, or as Randy would say, for fuck's sake, <laughs> with Brissett, we should be able to beat Miami. Right. Well, when they said Brissett was out, I was like, well, no. Yeah, I mean, with with Hoyer, you're like. Well, probably still, but uh, do, do I like? Do I want to survive? Do I want survival it over the Saints at home against this shitbag Falcons team? I mean, come on, the four, fourteen and a half point favorites. Like, yeah, yeah the Falcons. I, I mean, if I if I were forced to like bet on it, I didn't touch it. But if I were forced to, I would have said, yeah, you take the Falcons at the points. You hope their offense can show up enough, but no way did I think the Falcons would would come close to sniffing the W in that game and dominate that shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, when, when they said Brissett was like, I wasn't even sure when Brissett was there that they would cover the ten and a half. Like, I would have yeah. taken Miami to cover the ten and a half. Yeah, but Indy to win. And then when they took him out, the line never dropped. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, how the hell does this happen? <laughs> uh, people are going to start realizing the Dolphins are playing not great, but they're playing better. The they're playing better. They're competitive. They're competing. They realize, all right, well, we've got to prove that we're actually an NFL team. So let's, uh, 
start proving a few things. You, we're capable of doing a few things. The the Who what I missed. Fitzpatrick lit a fire <laughs> under their ass. He's always good for a couple of games every year. Yeah, exactly. Fitz, Fitz, Fitz magic, magic always. Man. You get Fitz magic, you get, and you, you get, get four Fitz games. Magic. I say usually. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll give him a couple of rando wins. Um, the one game that it, the one thing I'm annoyed at because I totally would have made this, I would have changed my picks and pick them, and I would have been willing to change my pick in the real world. Was uh, I didn't realize Stafford was out, and I found out Stafford was out like, like right. I mean, it was like right at one o'clock, so everything was locked. I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I, I certainly would at least pick him. I would have changed. I don't know that I would have moved on the Bears on that, but. You know, I was, I still just can't believe that happened. Here's a, here's a random fun factoid for you. Okay, that was the first time since Drew Brees became a New Orleans Saint that they failed to score ten points at home. Whoa, that was the set. Uh, it was a it's a it's a streak of 110 games from 2005 to 2019. Is only it only trails one person. One team. Shannon, you know who that is? Who? New England? Peyton Manning. Wow. Mm-hmm. I could, I could swear that's right. It, it, that was the second longest streak, and it was Peyton Manning and the Colts that wow. had that. Okay. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a monstrously significant thing, and it's abysmal. So, yeah, that took a ton of people out. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, this past weekend, I was at my – thing we do me and a bunch of uh dc folks every year uh, called hot tub heaven we rent a cabin with a pool and a hot tub and just act like 21 year olds for a weekend it's it's great um so i had uh my amazon fire cube there so we could watch my sunday ticket and we had a we have a massive bills fan there we have a massive Chiefs fan there obviously me the giants fan Mm -hmm. so for the one o'clock games we're trying to flip back and forth uh, but most of us are all in this competitive uh, survival league together, and uh, one guy who wasn't there, but he was the guy who orchestrated the survival pool, somehow hadn't used Baltimore yet. It's a two-strike league. He had, he has zero zero strikes and hadn't used Baltimore yet, so he was on Baltimore for that week. Uh, but the rest of us <laughs> were absolutely all in the all in the freaking Saints. So we're jumping back and forth between the Bills game and the Giants game and and all. But like just just following the Saints, like oh come on, all right they're gonna wake they're gonna wake up. They're gonna wake up. Are you kidding me? They're not gonna wake up. Like, how is this happening? I so didn't watch hardly any of it, but just just following it, just seemed like Breeze is just getting sacked over and over again. They're just not incapable of moving the ball more than you know ten yards. And uh, how is this happening? I, I, just baffling. Uh, you, you, you get the game on here. Yeah, you mm. you give credit to the Falcons, of course, but. That must be just the, like the Mulligan game, like. No, that's on I mean, Sean Payton because he got engaged that week, and his mind was elsewhere. <laughs> Maybe and he well, he was not focused. He was on the game. He uh, he was splitting the wrong uprights. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was. He was. Well, you know what? The wrong that, uprights. Then Sean Payton's brain should have been on the injury report. Like, hey, he's not going to be focused this week because he's focused on different uprights. Let's uh, let's all be made aware of this. You they could should, have done should, that the week before, Sean Payton. They should be fine for that. Yeah. He went, he went, he, how, many, how many people suffered in survival pools because of you know, his, yeah, his uh, lack of foresight? Sean hey, Payton. You know what? Where's the Arnold soundboard? You lack discipline, yeah. Sean. Discipline. <laughs> Sean, Sean Payton went from Percocet to either Percocet or Parkaset. 
You know what I'm saying? Like or or a per- <laughs> or, or, or I was gonna say or a, a perky set. So, you know. <laughs> or a perky hey, set. Hey, hey. there it is. Damn, well, bro. Right, nice. Well, and I think let's let's be honest. I think I the biggest thing that a lot of people forgot and didn't even really think about it's we know that Atlanta's been dog shit bad all year long. You this idiot. is a division game. It that's the one thing no one really thought about, and even I didn't think about it. Make doing pick them and stuff. I was just like, Saints are gonna roll them. Saints are tearing everybody up. And really, what it just boiled down to is the fact that it was a division opponent, and who coming off of a bye, who needed desperately to win, and they just oh, fired man. on all cylinders. I just didn't think the Atlanta defense would be able to no. stop Drew Brees, no. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I thought the line was extreme. I thought fourteen and a half points is too much, but. But I mean that—that's you know just talking about the line itself. I mean, did I did I believe that the Falcons would have any chance in actually winning the game? <laughs> Pretty damn slim. I mean that's that's extremely slim. And so I, like I said, I did not. I can't say that I watched any of it, but just following it, I, it seemed pretty baffling. And um, I don't know. I guess I, I would be curious who, who deserves more credit, uh, the Falcons or you know the Saints as a failure. <laughs> A random fun factoid: uh, Matt Ryan and Drew Brees have now played against each other more than any other quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era. Yep. Do you wow, know? Man. Do you know who they passed? Peyton and Tom. Nope. That's a good guess, but nope. Think because it, it has to be. It has to be a division. Division rivals. Uh, a decade they played in. Eighties, nineties. Jim Kelly and Dan Marino. Look at that. On point. Oh, mm-hmm. Well played, sir. Mm-hmm. Well done, Randy. That That's exactly who it was. So um, you've got some familiarity. You've got – I mean, it, it's just yeah, it's just one of those things, man. Falcons were desperate, obviously, to, to for a win and to show up. I just – it's one thing to lose. It's another thing for the Saints to look that atrocious against a fairly mediocre and marginal Falcons team. You know, Camaro didn't have a good game. Breeze didn't have a good game. The Falcons' defense had a good game. I mean, you're like, what? How does that make – it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's outside it's of the norms. Man. Yeah. I mean, it was like, what what, season, what the hell is going on? I don't think there's been that much shit on the field at the Superdome since Hurricane <laughs> Katrina. I mean, Damn. that was awful. <laughs> that was terrible. Woo! <laughs> Anyway, Ooh, gotta let that one go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people let a lot of stuff go. Uh, anyway, one of my favorite things of the week. Oh, you're gonna jet me on that one? <laughs> really? Okay, fine. Damn you didn't it! Play it the first time. <sighs> hey, don't sit here and think you're gonna be able to break free of all this BS and. I was legit going to give you... I, I was going to break this one out instead. Because that was... Des- all that BS. All that lame crap on the field. Yeah, there you go, kid. Don't let 
New Orleans. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints coming out of a bye on their home field against the dumpster fire ass Atlanta Falcons. What the hell? <laughs> I need to play this song for Chloe, by the way. She's reverted back to holding in the poops. <laughs> don't hold it in, man. No, don't hold it in. You don't need you don't need to yeah, you don't need to no, don't do that. Get it out, man. Get it out. Gotta let it go. You gotta can't you gotta let her break free, Chloe. You gotta let her break free. Mm-mm. Yeah, I do it. Uh huh. Thanks, MacGuffin. Thanks, bruh. I mean, Thanks, it only bruh. goes downhill from here, bro. <laughs> one of one of my favorite parts of the week. Uh, obviously, we had the black cat on Monday Night Football, and I thought it was hilarious that Dallas actually. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, they actually announced the black cat as one of their starters, and they had it on the on the on the big video screen in the game, which I thought was really funny. I thought yeah. it was really funny, but it completely did not work out in their favor <laughs> over the course of the week. Uh, but kudos, Dalvin Cook had a great game. Kyle Rudolph had that one-headed catch, and you know the Vikings, who are a little bit they're a little bit odd watching them. But you know, here's a random fun fact for you: Kirk Cousins, by the way. Last four road games, eleven touchdowns, zero interceptions. Damn. Yeah, not mm. not shabby. It's just usually they struggle. Kirk Cousins has a tendency to not play well against winning teams. But I guess to be fair, the that you know the Cowboys have just beaten up on the NFC East and they haven't really won a lot of stuff outside of that. So maybe it's you know a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, Amari Cooper, by the way, had some absolutely incredible sideline catches. Phenomenal. Uh, yes, uh, that guy is incredible um, for sure. And it's probably going to make some serious bank. But, uh, again, uh, kudos to the Vikings. Uh, Dalvin Cook has 1,415 scrimmage yards this season. He leads the NFL. It's the most through 10 games in Vikings history. Uh, and everybody's been on Christian McCaffrey's jock. Deservedly so. Okay, deservedly so. But he has uh, 1385. I mean, Dalvin Ooh. Cook has been incredible this year. He has been incredible. So, um, but, uh, you know, for them to introduce the black cat and then to lose kind of serves you <laughs> right, doesn't it? That's what, that's what you get. <laughs> oh, other fun factoid. Uh, this is only the third time in team history that the Cowboys failed to pick up a rushing first down. How wow. weird is that? Wow. One? Yeah. Mark, is it just me or is Zeke that he doesn't seem to be the same guy this year? Uh, not quite, yeah, not up to snuff. I'm not sure what exactly is going on there, but, uh, I mean, it's really not, you know, I'm not ready to call him, like, playing like a scrub, but he no. doesn't quite seem, yeah, it doesn't quite seem the same. I don't it, know. It's just, it's a, it's just a surprise. Yeah. So, it, what, some of that may be play calling, some of it's execution, some of it's just luck of the draw, but, I mean, he, you know, he was so special those first couple of years, it, it, it's just something's missing. So... I don't know. Maybe maybe they can recapture the magic before the year is done. Not that I necessarily want them to. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but right. uh, I'm just surprised. Just maybe they surprised. really should sign Black Cat. Uh, <laughs> maybe I mean, so. Once you take out that abuse, man. I mean, as a running back, it's it's tough to come back from 
You know, yeah, those, he, those guys, those guys oh, take I, a pounding. I thought you meant the abuse that he apparently doled out, but oh, my bad. Nah, that, that's not what I meant. I wasn't going there. Well, then. Yikes. Hey, don't go there. Don't, don't go, go there with me. Don't go there don't with, go there with me. me. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Who is it? What, what soundbite is it? Don't go there with me. Uh, who is that? Is that is that the Tony Bruno soundboard? That might be. That might be. Great ass. That's the Tony Bruno soundboard. Oh, here, here it is. Don't go there with Just me. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. Nice you want to keep day. it real? You keep it real with me, cause I ain't for no games. Was that hey. was that Alan Iverson's mom or something? Is that what that I was? I think so. Yeah. Wow, that's quite You bold. idiot. <laughs> did Tawana tell you that? Did, yeah, that, did Tawana tell you that is on, is on that one, man. I think yeah. that's the same one. Did Tawana tell you that? There you go. <laughs> maybe, that was a, maybe that was AI's mom. Oh, my God. Who the <laughs> hell cares? Yeah. No one. We dream the dream. While I whip this out. <laughs> 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 that, that that was either good or bad timing. I'm not sure which. One. <laughs> Both. Both. And the classic Mark soundbite. Don't taste me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. Oh, that's so dumb. That's so dumb. Herm Edwards. There you go. Hello. You play to win the game. Damn right, coach. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Damn right. Is that the Houston Astros motto? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know the Astros were such big share fans. All that recording they've been doing, you know, setting the cameras up, recording stuff, you know, rewinding a little bit, stealing signals. Yeah, man. Yeah, actually, they deserve a different song. They deserve this. This is <laughs> this one's dedicated to the Houston Astros. <laughs> Usually it goes to the Packers, but I think I think the Astros have laid laid claim on bang on the drum all day for their dugout antics, <laughs> sending, sending signals. <laughs> Side note: if if you're the Dodgers, if you're the Dodgers, how salty are you about oh. that, that 2017 World Series? Dude. And doesn't it doesn't it make you think differently about you, Darvish? Now, yes. I mean, because there was they, talk they, that they they figured out his signs, but they lit they lit you Darvish up. Uh huh. I'm I gotta go off memory here, but didn't they have a couple of like four run like just blasts off of that guy, like just huge like he got run, obliterated, huge run production and in, in really short moments. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just atrocious. Mark, I, I know you're you're you know I haven't learned all my baseball lessons yet from you. And let's just what the hell, man? What's that? We'll, we'll shift gears for a second and talk about the the Astros. This makes me extra happy that the Nats, you know, kicked their ass at, at this point because I said I didn't have, I really didn't have any beef with the Astros, but I do have beef with this. Um, 
And, you know, I don't have an issue with stealing signs. and ba- I think that's a very baseball thing. I think stealing signs is very much baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just part of gamesmanship. Right. But once you get into the use of technology to do it, you're crossing a threshold. And I think most fans, I can't speak for everybody, but I think most people go, you know, part of the game is if you can steal a signal and you can kind of, you know, one-up somebody on field, you figure something out, great. That's on them to make an adjustment. But it's different when you employ the use of technology in-game and you're relaying it that way. There's something that's just different about that. Uh, And to me, that's the issue. It's not stealing signs per se. It's the use of technology to do it um, by using, you know, strategically placed outfield cameras. So I I guess out of curiosity, what's your reaction to – and there's going to be more to this story. It's not done yet. But clearly it has been something they have employed over multiple seasons, and it has helped them be as successful as they have been. And it certainly alters, I think, our perspective on the 2017 World Series. You, you just look at it differently now. You just look at it differently. But what is your reaction? What's your take on this whole deal? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have much in terms of the complex, you know, answer other than I, I, I super don't like it. I mean, I, I, I it, it doesn't make me feel uh, good about things. I, I feel the exact same as you that yes, stealing signs on field or, or anything you do during a game uh, like that um, in the heat of the moment, you know, uh, could be considered gamesmanship and and yeah, you know, figuring out you know one other teams, but. You bring in the use of technology, and it's just completely different. And yeah. it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it should be a part of the game at all. And and so yeah, I I don't know what's going to come from it, but I supremely don't like it. And um, yeah, it, it sucks because it makes you question other, so many other things. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how you know. I mean, it's gotten a lot. The story's gotten a lot of traction over the past couple of days. It, it's just gotten a lot of attention and it deserves it and i don't know as far as you know the picture was it fires that really yes, was talking Matt about fires. it you know i don't know how how old that guy is who's he with right now the a's Oak, oakland uh, yeah. yeah um i don't know if that's essentially a career ender for him i don't know i don't know how old he is but uh without looking it up but that's a tough one man <laughs> that's a tough one dude i'm glad that he spoke out I am because I, I think that baseball has to deal with this and I'll be curious to see to what extent, I mean, there was a, you know, the Astros have had a weird couple of months with the Osuna stuff. Um, now with this, um, their GM said that he would investigate the claims, uh, Loonhow or Lunau, excuse me, said he would investigate the claims. Yeah. Okay. bud. sure. <laughs> I bet you would have, um, that's like asking Bill Belichick to self-police on Spygate, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I think I think the league has to intervene. I think MLB absolutely has to take control of that and to try to get in front of it because you know how how pervasive is this? How 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 how, how deep is this rabbit hole? You know, and you can joke around well maybe everybody should do it blah 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 i i I don't know i just still believe that there's a point there's a technology threshold that you cross and we know that there's a lot of stuff that's that's intertwining games now i think people accept that to a point it's one thing to have an ipad watching replays or watch you know what i mean that that, that's okay right 
but to have strategically placed cameras where you're stealing signals and you're you you have that in the game as you're live batting i mean that's yeah that's tough that that, that's really tough and look it the maximum they're gonna get fined is two million we'll Um, get that yeah and I, I, I've listened to a few shows. There mm-hmm. was a guy who thought the next three first round picks should be taken away. Mm-hmm. Plus, they shouldn't be able to go f- to free agency. Ooh. That- Which is harsh, but in the same respect, okay, bring up your minor leaguers because that's why you have a farm system. Mm-hmm. Although they, they said if you wanted to trade, you could do that. Man, um, how heavy would that be to, to essentially tell a team they had no free agency? I, I mean, that would send a message. That would send a clear message. Yeah, but don't you think baseball has to? They have. to. I don't know uh, what the punishment Manfred will be, had, but I mean, hey, he has to send a very clear message that this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. The the two million, it, it, whatever that that that's not affecting anyone at this point. It, but you, you picks and you know free agency. I, mm-hmm. I think that in itself, when you you start doing that and maybe suspending the manager, because they didn't try to. It, it, from the videos, if you've seen the videos, mm-hmm. I, I assume you guys probably watched the videos. They didn't really try to hide it too much. Yeah, I mean that's major league hitters. I mean, hell, a you know, single double A hitters know when know when a fastball's coming, but the off speed stuff, off speed stuff is when uh, you're you're going to struggle, you know, with a few things, and yeah. that was like when they would hit the drum to let people know that the off speed stuff was coming, and they would know to hold up. <laughs> side, uh, side note, who's that? I, I don't know who that is with all the noise, but. I love this uh, tweet from you, Darvish. I can't. Okay. I love this it's tweet off. from you, Darvish, who said uh, he made light of his. I, lo- I love this, this. This is the line from the article. Darvish, who now plays for the Cubs, made light of his unwitting role in the scandal, tweeting, Why am I trending? Do people finally realize I'm cool? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's nice. tough. <laughs> oh. Hey, you. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, they were such an interesting. They were such a great story coming back from just being in complete butt suck land, and uh, just the turnaround. And, and they it's have just, a lot a of likable guys on that team. They do. But this, this is this tarnishes a lot. Yeah, I hate to say it. And I like I, I really like Houston. I have nothing against them, but this, this tarnishes a lot. Yeah, mm. and that, that that's sad. I mean, Verlander just won another Cy Young today. I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy. What do you think, Randy? Uh, heavy hammer. Yeah, this is. I mean, granted, this is something that's probably been going on in baseball for a long, long, long time. But I don't think it's ever been like this agreed just before. Usually you could, in the past, it's like you could say, well, they're stealing our signs, but there's never really proof. Now you have this hard evidence that's just, 
it's so damning. You don't. I mean, they, they just yeah, they need to be made an example of. This yeah. needs to be something that let's puts the rest of the teams on notice that this is not okay. Yeah, it's a tough deal, dude. I I do think that's going to get ugly, uh, a bit uglier before it gets better. But that's another one that I think that the the league just for you know fan confidence in the sport. You know, the spirit of the rules, I think, is applicable here. Um, and the severity of that infraction, I think they have to go at them pretty hard. Uh, and, and again, it's a shame because they they really they really were a great story. But I guess part of their great story, their success, was because of that. And, you know, I'm very much grown up with like, uh, you know, and I've said before, I don't, I don't follow racing the way that I used to. Uh, but growing up, I loved NASCAR. Loved it. And I always love the, you know, if you ain't, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, you know, and there are things that you can do with, to stretch and push the bounds of the rules. And there are things that you can do within that scope. Uh, but this is one where I just think it goes beyond it. And I'm all for leveraging technology. I, I don't have an issue with that per se, but that, that use of it, leveraging it in that way, um, I think, you know, it, it, to me goes against <clears throat> just the tenets of sportsmanship that should be present in that. And they got a championship out of it, so maybe on some level it's worth it to them. Uh, but I think the blowback will be fairly severe. And and they've earned that. You know, that was a fun ride. It's just a shame. I, you know, you, you can't asterisk it. You can't make them vacate it. None of that matters. But I think now I, I have a bit more empathy for, uh, not that I love the Dodgers. My sister does. Not that I love them, but... You know, you think back to what that was for Darvish and, and Kershaw and, and just the way that that went, and that you just look at it differently. And it's a shame because you'd like to believe that they won that. Well, an- another interesting stat on that World Series is the home and away batting averages. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a guy, I guess, go through them on the air the other day. Uh-huh. And... Not for all Astros, but the majority, 100 points higher on at home than on the road. Man, that is a statistical statistical. There was like one difference. player who had higher away. Just That's just because he was really good. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but for the majority of the players, they were higher at home versus away. Now, normally that's, that's the case, but... Now, with all this technology that was in place, it, it, it makes everything a little bit more fishy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's sad. It really is sad because they're all really good players. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely shifts the narrative uh, a bit with the organization, with Hinch, and with the players. And it, it just does. And it's a shame that it does that, but it, it's going to. Side note. It is interesting thinking back to when Strasburg had that post game. Yeah, it has more weight now to it, doesn't it? When he was like, "Yeah, you know," he changed the thing where he was shaking the glove so to to not tip pitches, and it, it just you, you look back at quotes and you look back at lines and look mm-hmm. back at moments, uh, and and it's so weird to think that you know obviously it was all road wins the whole series, uh, but if they they were that proficient at sign stealing. How did they not win a damn home game? You sorry fucks. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, right? That's I mean, an excellent point. 
I mean, yeah. seriously, man. What did, did they get sniffed out? Did they get sniffed out at their own own home stadium? Right? Like, I don't know. It, it's just weird, dude. It's just weird, man. I don't know. Strange stuff, but I don't know. Uh, I think that's going to be super serious. Obviously, MLB is ex- is is expanding the investigation, and they're going to talk to Alex Cora, Carlos Beltran. I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna spread that net far and wide. Uh, and go after that. And I think they're going to have to be pretty, pretty firm, be pretty heavy-handed with it. And again, it's it's just a shame because it overshadows a lot of other accomplishments. It overshadows their own accomplishments and then the accomplishments of other players, you know, on field. And that's what you don't want. Um, is when it becomes, you know, it turns into that kind of stuff. It really is a shame. Uh, all right, let's wrap up a couple thoughts on on the week, then get to some college football, and then go ahead and shut this thing down and get out of here. <laughs> Dolphins, Colts, uh, Shannon. Any other kind of wrap up thoughts on that? Oh, side note for the Dolphins is their first road win since Week Two of 2018, by the way, which is insane. But like, what do, what can you possibly take away from that game? Oh, other not so fun factoid for you: um, Adam Vinatieri has missed six extra points this year. How weird is that? That it. it <clears throat> this is. You know, if you want to queue up boys, boys to men, um, it has to be end of the road for him. It, it, it's end of the road. He he wanted to retire last year. The Colts talked him into coming back this season. This is one hundred thousand percent end of the road for Adam Vinatieri. Uh, I, I understand why they brought in kickers this week to mm-hmm. look, but. They have to. It, it, they have to. They have to do their quote unquote due diligence. But I just, I just don't. It's it's tough because he's been so clutch for so many years, <clears throat> and it, it, you know, it's just one of those things. Like you, you have trouble, like admitting like maybe they need to give him dust boot but my god like he sucked one week and then he kicks a 51 yarder to win the game but then he comes back and misses the extra point which costs them the chance to tie the game and send it to overtime yeah you know it's just one of those things and they probably should have let him ride off into the sunset last year and just brought in someone new this year course they thought they were gonna get andrew luck for another season shannon are you telling me they should have let him go let him go go. no no you know (laughs) that 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 is well played and i did not expect you to break that i'm just saying because because he can't bang them through the uprights anymore right (laughs) right saying i mean if you had told me before the season uh, th- that adam vinatieri was going to be a train wreck on extra oh, points here we go right i wouldn't have believed it but you know what you know what adam vinatieri thank you for your service what can I say? <laughs> thank you sir it's been a hell of a career <laughs> 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 anyway yeah 
that that was maybe the best part of this podcast, dude. That's a sad that's a sad statement, friend. (laughs) (laughs) The the sassiness for you was just off the charts, bro. I I actually appreciate that. That was awesome. Um, but dude, I I don't know. (laughs) There is no right or wrong answer at this point. It's tough to cut the goat. It really is. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, of, you know, I mean, Justin Tucker. At I would say at this point is probably the most consistent kicker in the league. Yeah. But I mean, if you're talking all-time clutch kicks, I mean, it, it's been a Terry, and there's no doubt about it. No, he's guys he's, are, he's, he's one of the yeah, famer, he's one of the rare guy. kickers that you go absolute Hall of Famer. Too many signature moments. Too many big things. Longevity, production. Um, and our, I mean, realistically, he's played long enough. It's it's like he's had two careers, which is yes. incredible. It's he very... he is he is today's like was it Morton Anderson or Gary Anderson or was it both? Uh, both. They I both played. They they both like kicked forever, man. Uh, I mean, and, and unfortunately, I think it was Gary who missed that for the Vikings, uh, right? The Vikings yep. in yeah. that championship game oh. against the Falcons. That team was so I, good. I dude. won a lot of money on. That Vikings team was so good. I won so much money so at A school after right after boot camp we on got that, that game. So bullshit ridiculous. ass Super Bowl with freaking Chris Chandelier. <laughs> oh my god. That was bullshit, man. <laughs> Everyone in my barracks was taking the Vikings and I said, I'll take the Falcons. I think I won about three hundred bucks on that game, so mm. Good for you. Because that was that was about my paycheck as an E one at that point. So I was like, okay. You know what? Uh, we we forgot to raise a glass. We didn't talk about it last week, but uh, a little Veterans Day love. So a salute and a salute to service, gentlemen. Absolutely. Cheers. <sighs> Cheers to my brothers. Cheers to Lindy. Cheers to me. Yeah. Cheers to my sisters that <laughs> served this country. Absolutely, I love all you motherfuckers. I can't, I can't believe I'm, I'm out of beer. I, I got to decide if I'm going to crack one more beer. Uh, I probably should. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm going to twist my arm real, real, real tough there. Uh, right. Here, you know what? I'm yeah. just, I'm just going to pause and grab a beer. I'll be right back. I need, I need a fresh one. Yeah, same here. <laughs> did you want Multiple that to be? Did you want that to be recording? You want to re- repeat that? So, Randy uh, Whit- Whitfield thinks what? The Mets should trade Thor. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, it seems like every time we turn around, he's like, let's just trade Thor for this guy or this guy or this guy. It's like all he wants to do is get rid of him. Yep. And he's one of the pitchers in our rotation. The answer is no. No. <laughs> You're Cy Young Award winner, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's being pretty, pretty short minded with it. Short minded? Yeah. Small minded? Yeah. <laughs> Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> don't go there. Hey. Don't go there. Uh, I know we can cue that one up. Anyway. Oh, that, now, we're, now we're in the part where we're pausing and unpausing. There's all kinds of randomness. There's like this um, NFL memes uh, had this picture of this smashed in headed baby doll. <laughs> and it was like live looking at Mason Rudolph. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> And then we got we got we we got Randy and 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 Mark going over a Whitfield being small minded about trying to trade Thor and you know 
I think the statement was uh, from one little head to the next. <laughs> so we're just getting ruthless here on the pod on the podcast as as uh, as time goes on. Uh, that never happens. I, I don't know if we should blame the beer or just uh, blame it on the alcohol. Yeah, blame it on That's the a- 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 alcohol. There you go. So if there's some weird pa- weird pauses and you're like, "What the hell is going on in this podcast? Did I miss something?" Don't taste me, bro. No. You're fine. It's all good. Tell me how my ass tastes. Whitfield will know the answer to that. (laughs) Bring me one of those chickens. It won't taste like that. (laughs) Anyway, woo. You got any ale? (laughs) He's gonna need to wash that. Yes, we do. He's gonna need to wash that down. Savage. (laughs) Woo. Uh, side note, kudos to Green Bay for handling the Panthers in the snow. Um, I know we got close at the end. That was a, that was a good goal line stand there uh, to uh, keep uh, McCaffrey out uh, at the end of that game. But um, another atrocious rough in the passer call. Certainly the Packers benefited from that. Uh, I love the fact that Aaron Rodgers caught the flag from the ref while he was on his earth on his backside in the end zone. That was pretty funny. Uh, but a good win for Green Bay and. Um, no, Carolina, so close, so close, so close. Uh, Mark, I would ask you this. Not that the, the Giants and the Jet game was like a... We go on to the next game. Yeah, I'm not sure that was like a, the piece de, de resistance. Uh, but I do want to thank Daniel Jones for winning a fantasy matchup for me because he was fucking awesome from a stat standpoint. I got like nearly 50 points out of that guy in the league. It was great. <laughs> Um, so that was a good bye week play, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, just that, you know, thoughts on what that was out of curiosity. I mean, I don't know. The, uh, it had the look of a football game, like <laughs> from the fact that there was like a field and they were in numbers and points were scored. That's, that's, that's about all I got. So that, that's, just, it's just sports ball. Just that, sports ga- ball. that game was just sports ball. That's our update. <laughs> I just, I just, all I hope at this point is I, I want Saquon Barkley to be healthy for next year. So, like, can we just put him in some bubble wrap and just save him for next year now? At this point? <laughs> some bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. The one highlight from that game that I still think is incredible in the third quarter was third and one, and Daniel Jones dropped back, and Jamal Adams got through the line somehow, and then just. Just flat out stole the ball from Daniel Jones and ran it back for a touchdown. That was yeah. a, that was incredible. I know that that's not a highlight in your favor, but that was an incredible no. play by Jamal Adams. That was insane. That was yeah, insane. But uh, now I'm, uh, the Giants at least had fight in them. I mean, that was one of those two, that was Absolutely. one of those two bad teams, but entertaining football game kind of deals. Yeah, you, I mean, you got We like what we see out of Slayton for sure. That's yeah. obviously been. Uh, been 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 quality and yeah. um you know yeah let's wrap up let's wrap up uh barkley get him get him you know safe and protected do you want and, him to shut uh, him down maybe not shut him down quite L- yet light but, use I mean, light use light light use i mean i you know there's just there's just there's just no purpose at this point so yeah light light use in my opinion i don't know if that's really gonna happen but we'll see yeah. um jones obviously long term still has to you know, get better with the turnovers, but uh, but no, I mean he 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 did a lot of great stuff this week, so um, yeah, they should fight. Wow, I was flipping back to one of the, an article in Survivor Pools. This was um, just over. Uh, this is one particular Survivor pool. 
Just over 11,000 people started in the 2019 NFL Mega Survivor Pool. While an unprecedented 2,000 made it to week 10, 95% of those who re- who remained went down. <laughs> Saints, Colts, Chiefs, Giants, Rams, Lions. <laughs> the saints was like the saints and the colts by far were the most there were 2,000 people the saints and the colts again out of roughly 2,000 uh 1104 took the saints and 788 took the colts so that's the majority of it right there bam boom done wow that's ugly the the sad part is is i'd looked at my the rankings for that week and like i had uh my top four were Saints, Colts, Raiders, Green Bay, and I was just like, well, "I'll take the I'll take the Saints this yeah. week. They should win that one." That's uh, that's brutal. Yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, by the way, side note: fail buckets. All right. Well, look. Let's uh, let's slip on some college football real quick because we need to wrap up and get out of here. Yes, sir. Um. And and you know one of my favorite parts of the of the college football weekend. There's one other thing that's super random to me, and that's uh, this whole Chase Young debacle. I thought it was hilarious that Ohio State beat the absolute brakes off of Maryland, and people were like, "Did somebody related to Maryland say something about Chase Young?" And of course, they've come out and said, "No, they didn't." Uh, but Ohio State worked them over like they knew something about them, like saying something about Chase Young. It was they dropped. I mean, they they put a freaking beat down on them, dude. Didn't they onside kick against them when they were up like huge? Or as Trump might yeah. say, bigly. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, they pulled it off. <laughs> was, and it was a beautiful. It was a beautiful. It was incredible. Kick too. Yeah. It's like, dang, why'd you waste it on freaking Maryland? Yeah. I mean, the best was... onside kicks come when they're least expected, pretty much. Yeah. Was that well... the onside kick where, where like, the kicker, like, booted it, like, towards the sideline and the guy caught it almost in stride? Was it that one? I think so. Yes. Oh, that that was a beautiful onside. If that's the one, if that if, if we're all if we're all correct, that was a beautiful onside kick. It was gorgeous. Mm. It doesn't get any better than that. No. Ryan Day, by the way, one of seven coaches in major college football history to begin his career with 12 straight wins. Not bad. Not bad. 73-14 beatdown of Maryland. Oh, Chase Young. Got one more game he's going to miss, and then he'll be back for what, Penn State? Yeah. Yes. They'll be all right. Which they they have Rutgers this week. Now, get this. Get this. Ohio State, I believe, if I have the number right, at the moment is fifty-three point favorite. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Fifty, fifty-three. <laughs> That's so absurd. That's a lot of points, bro. And, and, and Mark, just heads up, I'm going to take Rutgers in the points just because Ohio <laughs> State is nursing some injuries this week. Sure. I'm going to say they're going to win it 58 to 10, and Rutgers will cover it. God. Yeah. It's I, mean, one of those, I just feel like you don't feel good taking either side there. I, I, <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's a, you got to, uh, these stats says stay away. Like, you know, <laughs> are you really going to enjoy, like, 
rooting to watch the team like win by over 53 points or rooting for this team who's clearly going to get annihilated to be like, come on, just look, get, get a field goal here and there. Look, like, <laughs> Rutgers has to go TLC on this bad boy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, no scrubs, dude. You got <laughs> you got to be able to cover a 50-plus point line, man. Or who wants to, who wants to have the Cody's? Rutgers money line. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not even sure I would. What would it take? <laughs> I wouldn't do it for for shiggles. It would probably take a lot of gin and juice, right? <laughs> just saying. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I, I want nothing I, to do with any of that. Although I like all the rumors about Greg Schiano coming back. I think that's going to be a reality. Um, I, I think there is a lot of interest on both ends there, and uh, I think once the the season ends, I think I think Greg's going to head man, on back. And nobody and that that was a good marriage there. That was it was okay. You no, know, I'll just say this. Know. I'll just say this. Nobody nobody knows victory formations like Greg Schiano. Uh, just right. saying. <laughs> I ain't coming back. <laughs> oh, that song was fun back in the day. Oh, Lord. It's still fun. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I would imagine that's going to happen. I think they, uh, I, th- I want to say Shiano was meeting with like the uh, governor of New Jersey and they're talking about facilities. So. Uh, I, I would imagine that's going to happen. I mean, Ruck, I, Rutgers is a dumpster fire. They probably deserve Shiano, and Shiano probably deserves them. At this point, yeah. They, they, they just need to yeah, pay whatever he's going to take, and yeah. he'll, he'll he'll get them back on track. I mean, that, that, that was a fun watch back when he had them going good, and, uh, you know, that'll be good for the ACC. No, wait, no, they're in the big. Are they in the big? T- they're in the big ten. Sorry, excuse they me. are not an ACC team. Man, do not love Dude, that. I, I forget. Like all these teams that have switched conferences and things I like know. that, just because of football. So hey, like, man. Like, Does Appalachian uh, State need to get into the SEC? What's going on here? Let me tell you, dude. <laughs> Appalachian State's not Ab State, joke. buddy. <laughs> I, I I took them. I, I like the point differential there, so I took them, and App State's right. They ought to be. They ought to be, dude. They uh, were ranked versus South Carolina, won the game outright. I, I, I thought they would cover easily, and they won the game outright. And, uh, yeah. Do, does Appalachian State have more quality wins than Alabama right now? Technically, yes. <laughs> they have two power They have two power five wins, and they, <laughs> and they are alive for the New Year's Six. <laughs> You know, and, and I know Alabama fans are angry at this point, but, like, who the hell have you beaten? Like, I, seriously. who? Let, let's go look at Alabama's schedule. <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, let's look at their schedule. Who have you beaten? Okay, you played Duke, New Mexico State, South Carolina, Southern Miss, Mississippi, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Arkansas, and you lost to LSU. Come on, man. Tennessee's big time. What are you saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tennessee is 5-5. Five and five. Mm. They, they ain't doing too well. Texas A&M, 6-3. and three. That's probably your best win at this point. 
Ole Miss, four and six. I ain't even going to mention Arkansas because they just suck. Didn't a they big just fire their bunch. coach? They fired their coach after they lost to Western Kentucky. Ouch! Wow! By multiple digits. So, are you telling me that much like Arkansas, Alabama came up short? Yes, <laughs> they came up short. Maybe this is why people are like leaving the stands down in Tuscaloosa. Little twenty fingers. You know what I'm saying? They got some ex. They got some extra curriculars to get to, <laughs> right? Yeah, that that. I mean, you should totally do a highlight package on top of the song. Give me Alabama LSU on top of Short Dick Man. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, McGuffin. Let's go. <laughs> this is not dedicated to Burrow, by the way. Because no, that that Burrow dude came, that dude came up big that dude came he up did. big, but yeah. Alabama Nick Saban. I guess we'll do the Bama stats first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, man, uh, you know that that first drive, you saw Bama just march it down the field, and you thought, oh, here we go, you know, back and forth we go, and then they get stuck third and goal. Tua tries to run. Fumbles the ball, LSU recovers, first down LSU, and then they march dude, it down the field. Dude, there is is there anybody coming up short better than Tua fumbling the ball to him? Like, is nobody even touching that dude, man? I I think he got a little scared that he was gonna get hit. Oh. I, I personally, if I if I'm being completely honest, I don't think Tua should have been playing this. Game. He probably shouldn't have been. He probably. I, it, isn't he not even practicing this week? No, they they just need to let Mac Jones play the next two weeks, and then they can let Tua play against Auburn because he he obviously wasn't right. I, second down, he had a huge lane to run mm-hmm. for the first down. He could have gotten a first down at like the two yard line. Yeah, and uh, you know he didn't even bother taking off, and that that. That just told me right there that he was not going to be right for this game. And that's for Bama, dude, that's a shame because, I mean, that's that's a huge part. You know, you, you LSU, you're covering all the receivers, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you got to wait for Tua to run, but he can't run. Can't do it. And, uh, you know, that, that helped out the uh, defense immensely. So and, of course, are, that, are you telling that, me that Tua went Bill O'Reilly? He couldn't do it live. And that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I, I can't do it. Couldn't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you but know, anyway, your point, your point remains he wasn't right. I mean, it was evident. No. And, and that, that first drive, like. Yeah. When he fumbled that ball, you're, I, I just, I think Randy was over here at that point, and yep. we just kind of looked at each other like, eh, it's, 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 it's just not going to get it done. And, of course, Burrow just drove him down the field, got that touchdown, let, let his receiver make the play. They get up 10-0, and then, you know, they have the ball, then they have to the punt, and then, my God, dude, 
freaking Waddle from Alabama is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That dude, he's one of the receivers, but catches the ball. The guy almost basically clotheslines him. He absorbs it and then runs it back for a touchdown. That's filthy. I mean, and his start and stop speed, God, it's so absurd. It's like he's the road runner. Like, stop, beep, beep, see ya, gone. <laughs> and, so, uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because I know yes, the hype train on Burrow is, is getting a little bit out of control. And this maybe this is really a question for you and Mark. How legitimate do you think Burrow is? I I mean I've heard some glowing reviews about this guy. Now I didn't I didn't watch I saw highlights of the game I didn't watch the game, but uh, it, Burrow has obviously put up some phenomenal numbers this year. Two, 30, two 30, for- 30 passing touchdowns. It's an LSU record. He's completing seventy nine percent of his passes so far this season. I mean he's picked him up on the ground. He's picked him up through the air. He's looked composed. Yeah, you know I mean he's done a hell of a job for a team that historically people are like what offense. <laughs> And he, you know what I'm saying? And, and there they are, you know, well, going to the, town. So you got two things. Mm-hmm. The offensive coordinator came from the Saints last year. Mm-hmm. So he knows passing offense. That's it. That's a huge deal for LSU. And second yeah. of all, granted, LSU's always had pretty good receivers. Mm-hmm. But hey, this year they've got some really good, really good playmakers on the outside. But I think you have to give the credit to just bringing in um, and I forgive me, I don't have the coach's name on me at the moment. Randy, if you could research that, he came from the Saints last year. The guy has made all the difference in this offense. And Burrow, you know, I think went from just not sure to not just confident but very confident in his throws Mm -hmm. in this offense. And I I give credit to to the offense coordinator. I give credit to Burrow for Mm -hmm. growing as a quarterback because there has to be some growth there. I mean, (laughs) you can have the best offensive coordinator in the world. You can have the best receivers in the world. But if your quarterback doesn't have a good head on his shoulders, it don't mean jack squat. Yes. Chris Farley, it does not mean jack squat. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. Fair enough. So the coach's name is Joe Brady. Yes. Joe Brady. Brady. Good on him, Coach Brady. Coach Brady. Speaking of LSU coaches, is there a better better line than this after this LSU Alabama game? Change the narrative. Yes, sir. We're gonna beat their ass in recruiting. We're gonna beat their ass every time they see us. Oh, you understand that? Yes, sir. Roll that what? Fuck you. Yeah! <laughs> Dude, Ed Orzron is a beast, man. You understand that? Yes, sir. Roll that what? Yeah! <laughs> I, I love me some Ed Orgeron, oh my man. God. Let All me right. tell you something. There, there were some people this week that were like, 
oh gosh, is he going to apologize for that? And I'm sitting there like, no, no. he better not. No. Hell no. He doesn't need. First of all, that was in the locker room. Yes. He he has no reason to apologize. The only person that that should probably apologize is whoever recorded that in and the locker he, room. He he talked to the player. He was actually really awesome about. It. He's like, listen, these kids live on their phones. We talked about it. It won't happen again. All is well. Mm-hmm. And if you recruit hearing this, you're like, okay, I'm okay with that. Did you like? By the way, that the LSU players made pitches to the Alabama recruits in the stands after they after Absolutely. they won the game. How insane all is, is that? Well, <laughs> all is well on the football field, see, man. I that's, mean, that's gamesmanship. That is fun. Take note, Houston Astros. That's fun gamesmanship. I mean, scoreboard. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> that that's when you say, hey. We're having fun. We won. I mean, who would you rather play for, Orgeron or Saban? Oh man, me personally. Honest question. I'm, I'm oh. serious. Or, or Orgeron by Malfa, man. My, my my personality. I do. I want to give him like a huge like handful of like throat like lozenges first. He needs to Plus, put some, uh, Hey, look, this is an old school pull. He needs to put some honey on that bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, 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 he does. He needs a lot of honey on that bitch. But uh, no, I, I love the dude. So uh, yeah, give me give me a word, John. Dude, I and, and, and I, I do recognize the the coaching genius that Saban is for of sure. Course. So for me, honestly, it's it's it'd be a combination of Orgeron and I wouldn't want to go with the like absolute like pretty boy front runner Alabama. I, I like what LSU stands for. Uh, I love what you know what they're doing as a team right now. And um, yeah, I, you know I'm just Alabama's always going to have good players, good talent, good coaching, mm-hmm. things like that. But from a pure fun aspect Mm -hmm. to watch how those kids just played and just really enjoyed being out there in that moment. I mean, how could, as a recruit, how could you not want to just be part of that? I mean, that, that was just so much fun. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'd be okay either way. Um, I get the feeling that Orgeron's a, a bit more approachable and uh, his interactions, you know, this is not to discount what Saban has accomplished. That's just, that's a style and a fit thing. And I think when you're real, when you're a kid, it's very hard to figure out fit. You know what I'm saying? It's very tough. It's very hard it's, to figure out fit. That, that That's why you have a lot of kids in the transfer portal. I know these yeah. coaches are like, why are you well, doing like, I'm the sure kids so- just don't know. Like, no. They, they, they need just some latitude. don't know where they fit in. Right. Cause it's, it's tough. Sometimes it, it's, it's, you know, it's a tough decision and you make, you know, it's just not a good fit. And I, I think it's important to, under, to remember that at that level, they're still kids. Yes. Right. And if it's a bad fit, it's a bad fit. And they should be able to get out of that. You know, if it's a it's truly a bad fit for who they are and what they need. But I, I would think that Orgeron is more of the proverbial players coach, right? Than Saban is. I mean, obviously Saban has the has the has a lot of track record and it has a ton of players going to the NFL. And I'm not saying this to discount Saban. If I was in that position, I don't know what I would do. 
you know, as an adult, I think I, I think Ed Orgeron dropping all those blasts would be far more entertaining. But I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I think if 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 my son, let's say Logan, all right, let's just say he was a lot older than he is, and he was getting recruited by both, like I wouldn't have an issue if he went either way. You know, I wouldn't either. But, I mean, but that's a style point thing. You know, that that's a style point. But I, I think Ed Orgeron is more of a. He strikes me as more of a player's coach. Yeah, you know, super random aside, but uh, I can tell you, I, I took a, a Uber ride recently, right after I moved into this, uh, the new house. Megan and I needed to. Did you take an Uber uh, ride to go get like you know some aspirin from the Walgreens like two blocks away or something? <laughs> um, no, we need to get get uh, actually our, our new TV back, uh, and we, it just barely didn't fit in the car, so. Uh, um, Megan drove back, and uh, I got an Uber ride uh, with the TV in it, and uh, met this real nice gentleman, uh, middle-aged uh, guy, and um, yeah, it was very friendly. So we were talking, and I was asking him, you know, what he did that weekend, and he said he and his son, and uh, his high school-age son, uh, had gone to some uh, different high school games because, like, high schools were recruiting his son, um, and uh, he talked and showed me a picture. His son is thirteen mm-hmm. and being recruited by like high schools for football because his son is 13 and is uh, 6'4", 290 pounds. Good God. Oh, my God. At 13. And he showed me a picture, and I was like, oh, my God. That is ridiculous. I mean, he's 13. He's going to get bigger. <laughs> this, I mean, I, it's one of those things. I mean, A, I always, when somebody's that big, like, you hope they genuinely like football. I, I mean, just because he's that size doesn't mean that he needs to play football. He likely should <laughs> as long as he enjoys it. But, uh, I mean, high school is definitely not, not the, I mean, it's not designed for him. <laughs> he's, he's not, I'm sure he has to have a special seat and lots of other specialized things. And he's only going to get bigger because he's 13 and 6'4", 290. That's a, that's like, a big oh, dude. That is a insane. big, big boy. Yeah. I wonder why his dad's doing Uber. He's got to pay the damn grocery bill for someone growing <laughs> yeah, that no big. kidding. Holy shit. Yeah, that's Just a good point. That's a kid to eat. And I wonder how you ever punish a kid. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> what? What'd you say to me, Dad? <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, who's a nice kid? <laughs> Pops is going to be throwing that, that, that he's going to be trying to get the T on the kid, man. Like Austin Rivers is trying to do it to his dad. It's a role <laughs> reversal right there. Tweet, tweet, get the rest, Pleasure. man. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Side, side note and a, and a random aside, under the CFP, college football playoffs, man, for the top four teams that have lost in the first week of the college football playoff rankings, not one of them has ma- ended up making the playoffs. Now, the wow. caveat there is that none of them are Alabama. Okay, that, That's a true story. That, and that is a true story. <laughs> yeah. And I know pe- people hate on this, but it, it's hard to keep Alabama out. They're a huge draw. Um, you've got a lot of storyline. And whether you love them or whether you hate them, uh, people tune in to them. Uh, so for this year, number three Alabama and number number four Penn State both lost. So that's to be determined. But when you look at the CFP, look at the history of that. In 2018, number three LSU lost. That was the end of them. 2016, number four Texas A&M lost. That was the end of them. 2015, number two LSU lost. That was the end of them. And 2014, number four Ole Miss lost, and that was the end of them. That was it. So I I will not write Alabama off because I think that uh, you you still have an SEC championship game. You have some other stuff in front of them. Yes, you could have SEC chaos, but I, I you know the likelihood that Alabama 
doesn't make at least threaten if not make the CFP is is very low. Uh, they're just they're just too much of a draw, you know. And if they finish the year strong, particularly what that game turned out to be, which was very dramatic with a banged up Tua, I, I think they'll have a seat at the table unless they drop another game. If they lose another game, then forget about it. Well, but, the other issue is this: is you have number six Oregon and number seven Utah, mm -hmm. who if they went out will face off in the Pac-12 championship game. Mm -hmm. And if Georgia loses that SEC championship game, you have the option of leapfrogging the Pac-12 champion over Alabama mm -hmm. to the playoff. Because, I mean, technically, if you look at the quality wins, Alabama, I mean, if Auburn loses to Georgia... That Auburn game for Alabama is going to be even less impressive, yeah, than what it would be versus Utah and Oregon. Because I mean, if Oregon loses to Auburn, that's you know with within the last ten seconds of the first week, mm -hmm. that's one thing. But you know, that's just something. And the other thing is Minnesota. Yep. Oh, Minnesota, dude, and number eight at a, nine and oh. A tip of the and cap, buddy. A tip of the cap to Minnesota, what bro. What a game. I mean, for PJ Fleck, row the boat, gophers, man. That that was a fun watch on Saturday. It was before you got here, Randy. I was watching that okay. game. And uh, Tanner Morgan, a tip of the cap to that guy. He's the quarterback for the gophers. Uh, highest percentage completion versus a top five team in the last 20 years. Dude. 90%. 18 out of 20 for 339 and three touchdowns. Number two was Tua last year versus Oklahoma at 88.9. Number three was Tebow versus UC, uh, Cincinnati at mm -hmm. 88.9. Number four was Andrew Luck versus Oklahoma State, 87.1. Bro. Tremendous showing. And Antoine Winfield Jr. Don't be forgetting about that, dude. Dude, my man with two <laughs> picks. Bro. I love, dude, this love might, that guy. This might be the only time we ever make this reference on the podcast. And I, ha I had to find not just a death metal, but a Viking metal version. If we're going to say row, row the boat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We got a freaking metal version of Row, Row, Row Your Boat, bro. What? That's... This is awful. We need some words, though. Uh, no, I can't even hear the... Can't even hear the lyrics. All right, here... <laughs> we, we won't go Viking metal. We'll just go Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Let's see what we end up with. This might be dangerous. This might be terrible. It'll probably be very terrible. <laughs> I'm just warning you. <laughs> Go, Minnesota. All right, Shannon, give me the highlights over. Row, row, row your boat. 
If I can stop laughing, I'll <laughs> Yeah, good luck, man. <laughs> Tanner Morgan, Rashad Bateman. Oh, my God. Rashad Bateman, 7 for 203 and a touchdown. Tyler Johnson, 7 for a buck, 04 and a touchdown. And PJ Fleck running and jumping into a sea of players and body surfing in the locker room. Hey, let me tell you something, man. P- uh, Penn State... Uh, Clifford, quarterback, 340, a touchdown, but he had three picks. That that was the killer there for them. Uh, Journey Brown, 14 rushes for a buck 24 and a couple scores. Did good. Uh, KG Hamler, that's the guy you got to, in the next couple of years, once he gets drafted, that's the guy you got to look at. Yeah. Uh, seven for a buck 19, but dude, his Jets are ridiculous. Oh my god. <laughs> you want me to go back to the Randy? Vi- you want me to go back to the Viking? <laughs> Randy is queued up at this point. Uh, I know what Shannon wants. Maybe I can find a maybe I can find a row 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 your boat punk instead of Viking metal. Let me see if I can just find a, a punk version of it. <clears throat> that's what we, that's what we really need. Whenever you want to, Randy. I just want to see how far Justin keeps going with this. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. That, that's ridiculous. That's cool, but it's right, ridiculous. Here we go. Give me some row your boat, you bastards. Come on. Too much too much drum solo. Get out of here. That's <laughs> too much. Too, too, too much cowbell. Right, here you go. Here. Weapon X, row, row, row your boat live. Let's try that one. We're going to find one. That sounds like a really difficult level on Guitar Hero. That sounds like a... What was that? Dragon Force? Yes. (laughs) Through the fire and flames. Oh my god. That was a pain in the ass. That's totally what that makes me think of, by the way. Anyway, nobody's doing a good punk. I'll have to search for one. Well, the moment's over. Who cares? It's done. <laughs> right, so, uh, but uh, yes, qu- kudos to Minnesota. Um, yes. I did not expect that. I thought Penn State was gonna was gonna take care of business, so they did row the boat. That was phenomenal. That's a hell of a victory. And uh, Fun we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they can. Watch. If Minnesota wins out, like, are, are they gonna try to shaft them? You well, he- here's the thing. They got a tough game this week on the road at Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Mark and Megan. Well, Megan's family's big Iowa fans. Unfortunately, Mark, I'm going to take Minnesota to row the boat. Hint, hint on our picks this week. Um, hint, hint. And then I'm going to use that to piggyback to my next thought. Oh, God. Life is but a dream. So so last week I, I texted Mark early in the week and I was like, dude, 
Illinois plus 14 and a half at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I'm like, jump all over that. And um, they, the line never changed, I, which was shocking to me. Now, what really shocked me was after the third quarter, Michigan State led 31 to 10. I was like, eh. <laughs> keep what? going. Keep going, McGuffin. Don't be going fail buckets, man. First, Come on. first play of the fourth quarter, Illinois, 83-yard touchdown pass, 31-17. So they're covering at this point. And then a few minutes later, six-yard touchdown run, 31-24, Michigan State leads. Mm-hmm. Feeling pretty good. A few minutes later, 76-yard interception return for Illinois. So they're only down one, and they missed the extra point. Are you telling but, me? They, are you telling me they came up short? No, I'm not. Because <laughs> Michigan State, State kicks a not field goal, is up thirty-four to thirty, and then Illinois gets a five-yard touchdown pass with five seconds left in the game to not only cover the fourteen and a half. But outright win the game against Michigan State. From 31 to 10 to 37-34. It was the largest comeback in program history for Illinois for Lovey Smith and his gray beard. Dude, Lovey Smith's beard is awesome. It is the best beard. I absolutely love it. It was the fourth time in the past 40 seasons that a big team home team has blown a 21.4 quarter lead. Rough. That is absolutely rough. Side note, side note. I love there was an article that popped out uh, on the onion, which we haven't talked about a lot of onion articles lately, but and the headline said, Grizzled, white-bearded Donald Driver emerges from seven-year-long Lambo Leap. <laughs> and the first thing I saw when I thought of when I saw this picture of him with a big white beard was Lovey Smith. <laughs> oh, my God. You and me both, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was yeah. like, dude, that, that, that's all about that, man. That is legit. That was a great Onion article, by the way. That was phenomenal. phenomenal. But uh, Lovey Smith's done a hell of a job, man. Kudos to Illinois, man. That is a uh, that's a that's a hell of a deal. Scoring twenty seven points in the fourth quarter that is unbelievable, or as Emmett Smith would say, impossible. Unpossible. <laughs> that man. is the that is the impossible. <laughs> All right. So okay. Real quickly, some bad beats, and and I pointed this one out on Saturday just uh-huh. because it was fun for uh, Mark. I don't know if I put this in a brew chat or just with Mark. Uh huh. But the over-under for Baylor-TCU was 48. Now, at the end of regulation, it was tied 9-9. to uh-huh. They went to triple OT. Guess what happened to those poor underbetters? They lost. 29-23. That's just cruel. That is cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> So is uh, the end of this podcast? Oh, it is, dude. It is. It's okay. <laughs> it's almost three. Just a little bit. Shannon's Sorry. like, I'm going to keep going. 
right, I'll stop. I'm no, sorry. It's okay. No, it's, I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm just giving you a hard time, bro. Okay. It's, it's okay, man. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. All right. I'll <laughs> give me one more bad beat. You had him prepped. Give me one more bad beat. I'll, I'll give you. This is from SVP on Monday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is Monmouth versus North Alabama. Oh God. Uh, Monmouth was 17 point favorites. They mm-hmm. lay. They lead by 25 with 33 seconds left. Oh my. So North Alabama gets a touchdown with 19 seconds. And they get the two-point conversion. So right now it's a push. They recover the onside kick. (laughs) They throw a Hail Mary. They get first and goal with four seconds left. They call the timeout. (laughs) And then they do a Philly special and get a touchdown with no time on the clock. Oh, gosh. (laughs) <laughs> to cover the spread. That's so dirty. <laughs> like Monmouth versus North Alabama. First of all, if you bet on that game, you're a degenerate. There is a hotline for you to call. Unless, unless you're like a, unless you went to those schools, yeah, you've got an issue. Don't, don't be betting <laughs> on those teams. It's... Yeah, I mean, but to me, that was the. F- I have to record every Monday night because I love. Oh, they're, they're, it's the best segment. It's fantastic. It's, it's it's my favorite segment. I have to watch it every week. But that one, I think that one's about an all timer, man. That, no, that's, that's, that goes uh, that's high up there. That's that's incredible. I mean, the touchdown, the two point conversion, the odd side, the hail mary, and then the Philly special. Like that, that's just. <laughs> F you, F you, F you, if you took Monmouth. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what voodoo person you pissed off. <laughs> this, this is all Ed Orgeron has to say about anybody taking Monmouth. Yes, sir. Roll that one, fuck you! Don't do it. 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 You deserve a bad beat. <laughs> so it happens when you bet on monmouth man uh side note obviously the the woman yelling at the cat meme has been like the thing du jour uh the past couple of weeks and i've had to explain it to people i work with um which has been entertaining but you know this week was a it was a lot of disney plus and i was cracking up because uh what Floated through my news my news feed on Facebook earlier tonight, and it made me laugh. I knew you, you all would appreciate it because that's the this is just how things go in the sports brew is, is stupidity and and retar- well, no stupidity as we close it on three a.m. Let's just say it that way. Uh, but this one made me laugh because we're all familiar with Netflix and chill. Who on earth has hurricane has the hurricane going on? So we're familiar with Netflix and chill, but I love this. With the advent of Disney Plus, <laughs> this meme said, "No more Netflix and chill. It's Disney Plus this dick from now on." <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, yikes! Whew. Well, shoot your shots, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, come on, Shannon. You know you want to say it. 
Did we lose Shannon all, like randomly all of a sudden? <laughs> I, I, I will withhold. I will show constraint at this point in time. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, one... I'll, I'll be a good boy and show constraint. That's all good. One last tip of the cat, man, to uh, Bud Foster, by the way. Uh, the, Hokies, oh, the, yes. the, the Hokies had a essentially a Bud Foster day at Virginia Tech. And uh, Wake Forest has been a pleasant surprise for a lot of people, particularly if you're a Wake Forest fan. Uh, and they've been pretty good, man. Uh, but the Hokies on old Bud Foster Day, man, they showed up, they they balled out, and uh, they got a 36-17 victory. But more importantly, um, they gave a lot of love to Bud Foster, man. Assistant coach of Virginia Tech for 33 seasons. I didn't, I didn't realize it had been that long. Holy 33 cow. years. And... Um, you know, the, the athletic department honored him. He's retiring. Um, they honored him for his years of service and his accomplishments and what he's given to the program. Uh, and he got a, a very well-earned Gatorade bath after the win. <laughs> but since Bud Foster became Virginia Tech's full-time defensive coordinator, they just so you know, as far as like FBS ranks since 1996, his first full season as the defensive coordinator, they have 886 sacks. That's first in FBS. Yep. They have 620 takeaways. That's third in FBS, right? And they yep. have 46, 46 pick sixes. Fourth in FBS. So I know that the Hokies have had a tough stretch the past couple of years. That's abundantly clear. Uh, but I'll raise, I'll raise a glass real quick to Bud Foster. Uh, we'll see if he stays retired. I'm not sure what, what might be next for that guy. Uh, he probably deserved a shot at being the, the coach at Virginia Tech. And I, maybe in retrospect, people will look at it and be like, they really should have done that. Uh, but uh, that's, that's just what it is. But uh, hats off, tip of the cap, raise a glass, hell of a job. Um, that's a hell of a legacy. And um, enjoy whatever is next for you, coach. Yeah, You've earned it, absolutely. Hmm. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's do wrap-up thoughts and then peace out and get out of here. Uh, Mark, wrap-up thoughts, whether it's baseball, football, the Giants, the Astros, whatever it is, man, or just D.C. fun. Uh, wrap-up thoughts and, and exit strategy here, friend. Absolutely. Well, I'd say both uh, – and, and I'd say I'm, I know uh, Mr. Mr. Giles uh, want to chime in here. Uh, really, the only major thing for me would be uh, Mets news. Phenomenal. That's uh, both – Mr. Pete Alonzo got Rookie of the Year, and uh, Jake DeGrom for second year in a row gets uh, Cy Young. Mm -hmm. Awesome for the Mets. Awesome for those two guys. Incredibly deserved. Pete, there was zero doubt. Um, certainly, Jake had, had a little bit of competition, but it, it, it looked pretty good. But uh, awesome for both of them. Two incredibly likable guys. Mm -hmm. uh, Pete, I would hope every Met fan anywhere uh wants to see him be a met for life i mean he plays with such a love of the game such a likable guy obviously a phenomenal bat and uh i'd say a much better fielder than we had expected mm -hmm. and uh just just super likable and i mean Degrom is just such a competitor i mean I, I i have a whole ton of respect for any guy who plays like he does and i mean yeah. to him you know, if he gives up one run and the Mets lose the game, he's like, it's, it's my fault, which is kind of insane considering, you know, what, what he does night in, night out. But um, that's how competitive he is. So um, pretty awesome. 
I don't know if uh, Randy wants to say some thoughts about those those two guys. Right. Well, I just think it's <clears throat> I just think it's great that we have such great talent on this team. Uh, just in general, especially it'll be even better if, if you trade Thor and get more talent. <laughs> so, says <laughs> so says Whitfield. Thanks, Whitfield. Yeah, no. Um, anyway, uh, it's it's always fun to see uh, Mets win NL Rookie of the Year because it's not like this is our <laughs> first rodeo with that. Uh, but just just knowing the type of talent Alonzo is and the fact that he really brings a spark to this team it's going to be great to just see what he's capable of through his career and uh, you know i will definitely uh, agree with mark that i'd love to see him as a met for life because this this is the type of guy you build a team around um with the grom uh, what can i say he's been mr consistent ever since he's started for the mets but it's just great to see that he's been able to take uh take his skills and finally you know, be and obviously last year recognized, but to do it back to back, that's just that's unheard of usually nowadays. Yeah. So it's it's just absolutely amazing. It's and it's a lot of fun, and it's just I yeah. can't wait to see what they do next year. There you go, Shannon. Any kind of wrap up thoughts? Yes. Wrap up uh, bad beats. Kentucky, what do you got? To Kentucky and to Indy, stop losing the teams you should beat. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. That's legit. I, I hate I hate to to admit, Mr. McGuffin, but I I, I was rooting for Tennessee. <laughs> Shame. 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 Really, I, I probably should have offended both of you because I mean I I, I had a, a massive bet on the Seahawks for the Monday night game, both on the six and a half point spread and on Seattle money line. And to me, I was starting to get furious, thinking if these sons of bitches tie, <laughs> I get, I get nothing. <laughs> nothing. You, 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 you push, even though it's plus six and a half points. You don't win as, uh, if you're betting on the plus, you know, the underdog spread. If it's a, if it's a tie, because they're like, well, nobody wins or loses, so no, you just get your bet money back. And I was gonna hey. be like, sons of bitches. <laughs> I, I, call, I called it. I told you that's why they were making some of those calls. These they called in some to the rest, man. Now we know. I wish I had that kind of power. I'm working on that. Oh, we know you have that kind of power, bro. Shannon, yes, sir. Got, got the rest to push it. And yes, Shannon, sir. I think for Kentucky, what you meant is, oh, for fuck's sake, would you stop losing the teams you're supposed to beat? <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for that. Yes, that that that's a hundred percent. You're gonna be like my hype guy, Randy. Whenever no, I need no, need no, that no, said, look, I'm gonna look. be like Randy. No, shut up with the hype. Shut up with the hype, man. You know what? Go ahead, go ahead, Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> go ahead, raise the white flag because y'all suck. Losing to Evansville at home. Bitch. That's a hundred percent true story. Come that, on, man. You can't do that. You can't be doing that. That that's Billy Gillespie. Mil- uh, territory losing to a vmi or whoever that was uh, well hey hey shannon let, let me know when kentucky's playing their next game and i'll see if i want to trust that they're going to take out their aggression on their slump buster and just just thrash them you, you hope that's what's gonna happen i mean utah valley state i may take them in the points i mean <laughs> utah valley state i yep. mean the powerhouse dude dude i'm telling utah valley state's in for a rough ride brother <laughs> <laughs> click, click, pull, boys. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
All right, let's go ahead and get out of here, man. We got a little stupid at the end, but that's okay. Little, Utah little, Valley little University, sorry. Oh, Utah, that makes it better. That sounds like it's from, from a bad Disney TV show. <laughs> I U- mean, that's like Utah 25, Valley 23 University. and a half points yeah. right there. Yeah. I'm still taking Utah, UVU to cover. <laughs> UVU. <laughs> hey, last time they played Kentucky, Kentucky only won by 10. So that's something to keep in mind. There it is. Oh, all right, gentlemen, go get some rest. It was fun. We had some shenanigans along the way, as always. And to all of our listeners, thanks for putting up with our our ridiculousness and some of our shenanigans and our stupidity. Uh, from Thank all you. of us, all of you, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football, whether it's college, whether it's pro, whatever other sports you might be tuning into or throwing down with, man. Try to enjoy it. Have a little fun. Good luck to your fantasy squads. Unless you're playing me, then F your team. Uh, but outside of that, I hope you have a great week, uh, both in a real world and a fantasy world. And for Whitfield, the blow-up world. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> Dude, that blow-up doll, man. It's like dust in the wind, buddy. <laughs> That was mean. Oh my god. Oh, Woodfield, we love you. Do you think you want salt pepper push it? Do you think you got one of those blow dolls with like the mouth so it can he can let it blow? Forget about Dion Waiters. This is a whole different kind of gummy gate. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Lord. Wow. Oh, Mark, here's your only Nine Inch Nails reference of the night, but for that little doll, I guess it really is a head like a hole, isn't it? Mm. Wow. What the hell happened? I don't know. For some, for some reason, I decided to pick on Whitfield late in the podcast, which is awful. <laughs> There's like six six flags on the field right now. There's a, <laughs> it's like the end of the Brown Steelers game. Countless, countless personal fouls. It's, it's uh, <laughs> unnecessary roughness. Uh, oh, five, I mean, ten, ten counts. Yeah, unnecessary. Like, unnecessary like, roughness. A couple, couple of ejections. <laughs> Easy there, Captain. You might even get suspended. Yeah. I, the Whitfield yeah. needs to be careful of those ejections, man. That's a lot of cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was. Oh, well, never uh, Anyway. Oh, it's my coming. God. <laughs> that was awful. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're all fired at this point. <laughs> we are all fired. Nah, man. <laughs> we miss you, bro. That's why we. That's why we dump so hard on you. It's like perpetual hazing. That's what happens. Anyway, from all of us to all of you, forgive our stupidity. Stupidity at the end of this, or don't forgive us. That's okay too. Uh, keywords are sports and brew. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LavaSportsCaster.com, uh, the Google Play Store, a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, look, if if you love sports, you love beer, you love brew. 
it, it, we try to treat it like we're just hanging out at the sports bar, drinking beers, getting a little crunk, having our drone delivery, not from uh, Dan Snyder because he serves expired beer because he's an asshole. Um, but <laughs> good beer, maybe at, at, you know in Indy or New York or San Francisco, anywhere else other than FedEx, which is a shithole. But outside of that, we have a good time. So thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with us. And enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the fun. Enjoy the sports. And we will catch you on the flip side, man. From all of us to all of you, good night now. Peace out. See ya. Have a drink on us. You might need it. You might need it after this. After the end of this podcast. Pretty good, much, yes. Good God. <laughs> I don't know why I went full on Whitfield assault mode. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> that was terrible. Woo. Bam. Well, if that's all you guys are going to do is blow Duke, I might as well just go to bed. <laughs> it was funny that then. season is here. It was funny then, and it's funny now. Anyway, from all of us to all of you, good night now. <laughs> it is November, by the way. It is. And we hit 3, three o'clock in the morning. Again. 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 Thanks. <laughs> in my head, in, in my mind, this is going to be 2 a.m. And here we are at 3. Hey, Shannon, when you horse collar Todd, did you at least give him a courtesy reach around? What happened there? <laughs> 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 Just inquiring, inquiring minds want to know. Nah, it was rough dog all the way, man. <laughs> oh god. No no courtesy to it. No courtesy it at is. all. Just rough. Alright, gentlemen. Get some rest. We'll catch you in the flip side, man. Have a great weekend. Yeah. From the sports crew to all of you. Good night now. Peace out, folks. Peace out. Late. <laughs>